0: Across the UK, online, online and on DAB.
1: Talk Radio.
2: We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Sorry, guys, it's me. Busy show this evening. Well, the first 15 minutes are busy, because so we've got a guest um, from... Uh, well, this is big event happening on the South Bank this weekend, Being a Man. Uh, and we've got someone on to talk about that, and then we'll take your calls. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Christmas song, but I love that, and it's only two minutes twenty, and it's perfect. Margot Gurian, she's an actual bona fide genius. She only made one album. Check it out, dear listener. Uh, evening, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. You can give us a call, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If I'm completely honest, I don't really feel particularly comfortable being here tonight. Um, apologies for having two nights off. I felt like a death warmed up, and, um... You know, fake it to make it. I thought I'd come in and do uh, this show. Partly because, on Wednesday, we were due to speak to our uh, our next guest, and and I kind of cancelled it at the last minute, and I really wanted to speak to him, and it's important we speak to him now, because it's an event that's happening... Well, it started today, and it's happening all weekend at the South Bank. Sorry, guys. London-centric, I know. But... Um, it, I, I think it's quite an important thing, um, and it's, uh, it, well, it's billed as the Being a Man Festival, uh, and thanks to John, uh, who uh, John Dredger put me in, you kind of sent me this, I was completely unaware of it, and uh, he sent me this link, and it looks absolutely fascinating, I've got um, Ted Hodgkinson on, who's uh, you're one of the organisers Ted, is that right? That's right, Ian. Thanks for having me on. Oh am no. are F- hearing you're on well. That's not second. Well, no, thank you for your patience and for, you know, putting up with me being, a, a, you know, messing you around a little bit. Uh, uh, tell great. me about the festival. It, it looks brilliant, and I've just tweeted um, the, the, the link if people want to, you know, find out what's going on. What, what, what's the idea behind it?
3: The idea really is permission and space for men to come together and talk about whatever they want to talk about. We want to celebrate the things that are great about masculinity from Northern Soul to gaming to James Bond. And we also want to talk about the difficult things. You know, that suicide is the biggest killer of men under 45. And there are so many stigmas and taboos around masculinity. There's an expectation that maybe you have to be a certain way, that you can't show emotion, that that's weakness. And we want to we want to break that to be. We want to have a conversation about
2: all of these things. There, there, there might be some people, Ted. Let me just play devil's advocate for one second, and then we'll sure. delve into the the whole list of things because there's some brilliant, brilliant things going on. Um, th- there might be some people who go, well, hang on a minute. You know, men have for centuries had it easy, c- comparatively easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it's it, it's it's a patri a patriarchal society, and all of these things. Why do we need three days of men talking about how to be men? I, I totally understand that point of view. In many ways, being a
3: man is sort of like the default setting. It's like the idea of identity is just being male. Mm. But what that what that means is that we don't question it. We don't we don't question what it means, and it actually comes with so much baggage. That really weighs down not just men but the whole of society. So actually, what we're saying is that having a conversation about things wouldn't just benefit men; it would benefit everybody.
2: Um, and, and you're right. And it, it's uh, that I, I keep that figure about you know suicide being the biggest killer of men. I, I always get it's something between the age of twenty five and fifty. And and I remember uh, when I first heard that figure, I thought, well, that can't be right. And you go and look it mm-hmm. up, and you compare it to drink driving or or cancer or whatever. And it is. And that seems incredible that there are so many men who for whatever reason think that that is that's a viable option. To, to, that the best option they have at their fingertips is to take their own life. Yeah. We had
3: Johnny Benjamin in the festival today. He's an extraordinary man. And he was saying that he he very nearly took his own life on Waterloo Bridge, just a few hundred metres from the South Bank wow. Centre in 2008. And eight, he's, he's- he was saved by a man who met him on the bridge and they've since become great friends. He said he would rather have died than disappoint those nearest to him that he was dealing with mental health issues. Mm. That's what led him to that position. And that's just terrible. And there must be so many men out there suffering in silence, scared to come forward because they're worried about disappointing people. That's a really
2: good word, Ted. Disappointing. Disappointing those around them yeah that's really interesting that's... Uh, the, the reason listen the reason i didn't come in the last couple of days not because i was suicidal but because i i got I, you know i've got depression and i just couldn't get out of bed you know and the thought yeah. of coming in and doing a three-hour show and la 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 doing all of that it just and I, i've got a very sympathetic boss and i said boss i need two days off just to try and build up a bit of momentum um and it, it it breaks my heart that that, mm. that there are so many men that um, maybe they don't have the sympathetic boss, or, or, or maybe they do and they just don't feel they can go and talk to them or talk to their friends. Well, it's courageous of you to talk about it,
3: actually, so openly, because I think when people do, we were talking about this earlier at the festival, mm. that actually the moment someone opens up and says, you know what, I'm struggling with this, then suddenly a lot of people around them say, I'm struggling with this too. You know, it's, it's actually... These things are are real, they're really difficult to deal with, as you know, and if people shared them, if they talked about them, then suddenly I think we'd realise that it's happening all around us.
2: We talk about it a lot on this show, and and we've had The Samaritans on, and we've had Matt Hagan, who's an excellent writer, who's written a book about depression. Yeah, he's he's superb. Um, And, and, you know, the reason I talk about it, Ted, is because my my life is literally on the line here, and if I don't, then Mm. I I could go the way of these other poor souls. Let's talk about Sir Roger Moore. You've got yeah. James Bond, Ted! <laughs> the best James Bond as well, and I won't hear a word against him. He's the best Bond by a mile. What, what's he doing? I think so too, by the way. But, Good. <laughs> so he's
3: talking on Sunday, and he's he's looking back. He's talking about playing the hero. Mm. It, you know, obviously James Bond, for many people, me included, when you're growing up, it's the sort of archetypal, you know, it, he's the hero, he's the person most uh, You know, people want to look up to. Roger, so, Roger Moore, he's really frank and funny about stepping into the shoes of, of a hero. And he, he tells this wonderful anecdote about how when he was playing the role, he would blink every time the gun fired. It <laughs> wasn't, you know, loud <laughs> noises. You know, and actually, it's a great idea that it's a great image that this great hero who couldn't deal with loud noises. So, he's very funny about playing the hero and the gap between
2: the, the fantasy bond and the reality. I'm just like, I've got I've got a list of the things that that are here and I'm just going to pick the ones that kind of you know jump out on me go to the I, I'll cool. retweet it again the South Bank Centre website if you want to see ones that appeal to you um you've got professor green coming on uh, that's on yeah. sunday isn't it what what's he talking about well he's as he, he's been
3: making these brilliant documentaries and he's been really frank and, and candid about his his father's suicide and and uh, which is it's really a moving uh, documentary if you haven't seen it but he 's going to be talking about masculinity and how the, how really we 're really expected to be everything these days. Mm. There used to be this idea that that the, um, you know, man was a sort of provider and, and uh, strong, silent type, and maybe now we 're supposed to be a bit of everything, and that creates a different sort of pressure so he 'll be, he'll be talking about that with our artistic director, Jude Kelly. <sighs>
2: Um, there's been a lot in the papers this week. I don't know if you watch I'm a Celebrity. I don't. But there's, there, I saw, um, a, a thing in one of the papers this week where several of the men have been seen crying. And yeah. it was a real, um, it, the, the, the I've, I don't know the exact headline, but the tone was, What's wrong with these men? Why do they keep crying? Right. And, and there's another article in the, in one of the papers today about snowflakes, you know, this generation of snowflakes. And, um, it really confuses me, Ted, as to why it's still a taboo for men to cry and men to say, "I'm struggling a bit," and and, and for men, you know, it, it, it's still seen in some quarters as a weakness, isn't it?
3: It is, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of emotions are equated with weakness um, in you know in men. I think people think, "Oh, you know, he's showing his emotions. There's a, there's vulnerability there." I, I actually think the opposite is often true, and. Mm. It was an amazing moment early this year when Obama cried on camera. And a lot of, I think a lot of it went viral, as they say, and, and there was a lot of attention on that, because to see the president shed a tear in such an open manner was, was quite an amazing thing to have seen. And, and it showed the courage of the act, the courage of being open. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I haven't been following on the celebrity, but we had a talk Earlier today, um, called Boys Don't Cry, and you know Jack Rook was talking about using comedy. He's a comedian and a calm ambassador, and he did a brilliant show about his dad dying called Good Grief. And he said that for him, he uses comedy to talk about these things. So mm-hmm. he said he go he did this whole comedy show about how he would go to the disabled toilet or the accessible toilet uh, and uh, cry and that he he thinks all toilets should be accessible because they're bigger, you can lie down and have a good cry, <laughs> and then, um, you know... Yeah, <laughs> actually, no, I get the point, yeah. Yeah, and actually, we all do it, we all cry, we, you know, it's not, it's nothing to be embarrassed about, and actually, showing
2: your emotions, it's actually, I think, a sign of great strength to be able to do that. Um... You've got um, John Holmes there tomorrow. John Holmes, who does a show here, of course, on the yeah. "Am I a Man Yet?" a, a, a panel. What's what's what, what's what's the take there?
3: Yes, so John's coming into. He's talking about the sort of threshold between boyhood and manhood. You know, there probably in the um, days gone by, there might have been a, a ritual that you had to do to become a man. You might have had to go out hunting or whatnot. These days, what is, what happens? When do you actually switch from becoming a boy to a man? Uh, John's, as you know, a very funny man, and he's written mm. a book called A Portrait of an Idiot as a Young Man, so he's very interested in this kind of space between boyhood and manhood.
2: Um, uh, l- let me pick one more thing because there's just so much going on, and I'd love it. This was this happened today. You right. had Christopher Eccleston in.
3: Yes, oh we this is one of my favorite events actually. Yeah. So this is this is about northern soul music and um you know northern soul is a wonderful uh vibrant sweaty musical tradition where basically if you don't dance you're not a real man. Mm. And it's it's kind of the inverse of a lot of what we think about the taciturn northern men. Um and Christopher Eccleston is a huge northern soul fan uh and he came in to talk about that with Ian Thompson who's a filmmaker. And uh, um, Tim Johns from The Guardian, and they had a really interesting conversation about this whole culture and what it tells us about men in the north.
2: And I think it's important to, to mention, because, I, I, you know, the start of this, us chatting, people may get the idea, oh, it's very worthy and it's all about men being depressed. And it's, There's loads, everything is covered, fashion, music, um, b- b- parenthood, all of these things are covered, aren't they? Definitely, we don't want it to feel worthy.
3: We want it to be as, as... We want to tackle the big issues, but we also want it to be a celebration. You know, we've got dad dancing, we've got everything that... Beautiful. You know, we've got things that involve uh, men in sheds. Whatever you want to do, there's playful events going on across the site.
2: The men in sheds thing. Now, I, when I was on local radio a couple of years ago, and we um, we did a couple of reports on the men in sheds, and, and, and a couple of weeks ago here, we talked about loneliness and... Um, yeah. It, it, and, and, you know, we, we, there's lots of campaigns saying, D- "Don't forget your elderly neighbour; they may be lonely." But actually, I think loneliness it happens to anyone at any age. And the men in sheds is a great thing where um, blokes can just kind of go and hang out and, and sort of do stuff together. Is there, an yeah. age, is there an age limit for the men in sheds? Absolutely not. No. All ages. No,
3: and it's, it's shoulder to shoulder. You know, it's 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 a space where. You can you can fix things and get sort of nerdy about details, but it's also just about <laughs> being in a, in a you know it's just about coming together and having a chat about whatever it may be. Yeah. I think men maybe particularly as they get older, they maybe their social group might shrink a little bit. They might get more focused on their work mm. and their family. They don't spend as much time with their friends, and then maybe they retire and they think, oh god, I don't have any mates anymore. And a shed is is, is, is getting together with another guy and actually just mending something, fixing something. It's really about talking. That's what it's really all about.
2: Um, listen, it's on. It, th- you've had a full day today. It's on Saturday. It's on Sunday. If I'm feeling up to it, Ted, I'm going to pop down tomorrow. I'm going to play it by ear and see how I oh, feel. We'd I'm, love
3: to see you there. That'd be great.
2: Thank you, man. I, I, I may just have a day in bed if I'm completely honest, but we'll, we'll see oh. how it goes. Southbankcentre.co.uk. It's uh, the Being a Man Festival. and you, this is, like, is this the fourth year you've done it? This is our third year. Third year, yeah. and yeah. and is it growing? Is it? It's getting it bigger every time. It
3: is growing, and I think people are. Uh, thanks to people like Professor Green and Grayson Perry, there's this growing awareness that we need to have this conversation. And I think there's just you know I've just seen a lot of joy and and people really being frank and honest about these really difficult challenges over the last three days and uh, over today and coming two days. And I think you know we've. We know that this is this is only going to grow, this mm.
2: conversation. Ted, you have my details. I, you know, if, if you need any help next year, I, I'm sure I can, I, you know, I'd love to pop along and um, do Oh, we'd what, love to have you. Even if it's making the tea, I'd love to. Um, and, and maybe <laughs> I'll get to say, hello to, to say hello to you tomorrow, Ted. We'll see how it goes.
4: I hope so. I hope you feel better. Thank but you, man. Anyway, it's been great talking
2: to you. Thank you very much indeed. Best of luck with it. It sounds fantastic. Ted Hodgkinson, if you go to the South Banks, know n- the if you go to southbankcentre.co.uk um you can uh, you can have a look and it, honestly the, the the days are packed with um, all kinds of bits and pieces and there's some fun stuff and there's some heavy stuff and there's some silly stuff and there's you know there's whatever and you know I think it's one of those things where maybe you might feel a bit silly going through the door, but once you get in there, it'll be all right. I'm going to see how I am tomorrow, and, um, uh, you know, hopefully if I'm up to it, I will go. Thank you very much, Ted, and thank you for your patience for um, me messing you around earlier on in the week. Um, right, 0344 499 is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. So I took t- two days off because I felt absolutely rotten. Well, not rotten. I felt empty, man, just empty, and the weight of existence was uh, was was pushing me down. Um, so I, uh, I found out my boss and said, "Boss, I need two days off." He went, "Yeah, fine, no worries." Um and i don 't really and i don 't and I say this in in a, in a in the spirit of honesty i don 't really want to be here uh this evening, but I kind of thought if I take three days off and then it 's a weekend then that 's five days, and then boy oh boy it 's going to be even harder um to get back on the saddle on Monday, so I thought i 'll come in and um we 'll have a go and we 'll see how it goes, and if it's not very good, well, it doesn't matter, because it's a Friday. Um, and if it's good, then that's a bonus, yeah? But thanks to Bob Mills and Jake Yap, who, um, who filled in. I can't listen when other people are doing my show, my show. I never have been able to. I listened to about five minutes of Bob Mills um, on, when was he? Wednesday. And um, I had to switch it off. And do you know why I had to switch it off? Because I was thinking, oh, he's good oh he's good and then my head started telling me "Oh, he's he's better than you and um maybe that's what people want is um bob mills he's written films you know uh and i went nut. my head was going nuts now of course bob mills is 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 different to me he does what he does brilliantly and i do what i do i'm gonna say it brilliantly uh, but he's he's uh, it, it, it's different it's just different it's not better it's not worse it's just different but my head was taking me to all kinds of places and then uh, okay here we go and then i'm i'm googling bob mills right because i'm a big fan of bob mills i love i love his show on a sunday night uh on talk radio and of course i used to love him in bed with my dinner and uh, then i'm googling and i'm going oh yeah he's, he wrote that film didn't he oh he wrote that um two series of that program for michael burrow oh he's bloody good and, um, I, I had to switch off my phone, get into bed and listen to crap on another radio station. I did. I had to deprogram myself by listening to someone who I'm infinitely better than on another radio station to make myself feel good about myself. Isn't that mean-spirited? Well, kinda. But, um, whatever gets you through the night. To quote uh, John Lennon's uh, only solo number one in America? Was Imagine a number one in America? I don't know. I don't know. 03444991000. With all of that in mind, I will sit here and I will talk for as long as I can, um, even though it feels like every word I'm having to force out of my mouth. It does, Kath, I tell you. It does. And we'll see. Where we end up. And it could be a car crash. It could be brilliant. It'll be somewhere in between, probably, is what I make up. Let's go to Paul. Evening, Paul. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Paul. Yes, Krusty.
5: What? Krusty. Krusty? Krusty, everything's great, isn't it? Are you saying Krusty? Yeah, that's what I meant. No, no, Krusty, like what Boy used to say. Say again. Krushty. You're saying crushty. Yeah, well, I've got, I'm a bit short tongued. spell
2: how do you think Krushty is spelt? C-R-U-S-D. uh C-R- yeah. U- You're saying it, yeah. yeah. S D could be a Y, could be a I E. Mm. But I don't think there <laughs> It's funny how you've heard it as crushty. Might be my
5: accent. No. No, okay. Well, well, can I just can I just say what a pleasure it is to hear your big booming, oh. your big booming voice oh,
2: again. I say, Paul. How how very it nice. It rather of you. excites me. Does, in what way does it excite you? Makes me feel alive. It makes you feel alive. Well, alive, yes,
5: it does. Yeah, you bring a lot of pleasure to a lot of people.
2: Well, well, let's not get carried away with ourselves. It's not too no, Christy. No, let's not. No, let, what? let's not. What? Right, I don't know. You say you just said it. I, just, I said it. You, say, yeah, yeah. I'm saying it how you say it, but that's wrong. All right, why well, I do you? I do, I do, I do Have it, you then. ever watched Only Fools and Horses? Uh oh. Yes, of course I have. Yeah. You have to think about it for a second. And you've, do you have you watched a lot of them? I used to on um, mm.
5: uh, UK Gold, UK TV Gold, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
2: And you've always heard Del Boy saying, yeah. Christy, Rodders, Christy. Did I say Krusty? Hang on a minute. Let's... <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me play... Let's see what this is. I've just found... So, what you're trying to tell me is that this Monica bird, she sort of, like, didn't go a bundle on this dressing up, my dear, is that... Is that right?
6: See, if I got on me bike... <laughs> Whipped down there a bit sharpish, like, did me Adam's Act, splash a brute, you know, took her out for a steak meal... <laughs> Loads of charm... I could end up being the king. Some antibiotic...
2: Hang on, I'm trying to... F- I'm trying to find him, uh... Let's see what this bit is. Hang on a second. Uh, uh. No, that's just someone driving a oh dearie, me. Um I can't find it. No, well I want to talk about dogs. It's Kushdy. What is it? Cushti. What did I
5: say? Cushty. Um, it might be a breakdown in um You spelt it. You dealt it. <laughs> I spelt it, but I thought I could say it. Mind you, I've got. But you're putting I a letter in. I can't in. say. I can't say. Yeah, this is the trouble, you see. You brought. I want to talk about dogs. Go on, Dogs. Dogs. Dog, dogs. B- but uh, b- ducks. But I can't say. But I. Mm. But my mm. telephone number yeah. is, is that... got a lot of threes in it, and I can't say the word free.
2: Well, people are going to work out what your phone number is now. It's got a lot of threes in it, guys. Yeah. I went I went and one. um I went and fed the ducks today. Nah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Mm. Right,
5: so I'm fishing at the moment. Yes. <clears throat> <clears throat> and um in the morning, mm. tomorrow, or some stage of the day, yes. you'll get a, a young family come down. Oh yeah. Um Well, yeah, you get lots of young families come down, it's it's uh, like a council lake. And um, they probably have their matching jackets on, you know, like their gatta jackets with um, mm. Molly and with their children, and they're slinging their bread in for the ducks and all yeah. this. You're stuff not, on, spo- you're not
2: supposed to feed um, bread to the ducks. No, I know. It's like no, giving them. It's like giving them chips, apparently.
5: Yeah, it is. It, and I, I know it's not good for them because they leave it. They get fed up of
2: it. But so, but I just think that's a myth put out by ice cream sellers and burger shops near the river, so they sell you that bag of whatever that brown stuff is for a quid. I I think it's cat food. like cat biscuits, isn't it? You're telling me cat biscuits are better for ducks than chips? I'm not having that. Well...
5: I expect it's... It wasn't really good for them. There are probably more of it.
2: You pronker. Yeah, but, but... Does he say I, that? I got to d- Does he say that? You pronker. You pronker... Prunk- you you pronker, Lodney. He says that, doesn't he? Pronker. I you- can say that. That's, that's all right, isn't it? Say pronker. Pronker. You pronker, Lodney. Pronker. How are you spelling pronker? Pronker. P. L Stop. O Stop. N, he says, "Pronker." Oh, does he? You, Pronker, Lodney. Can
5: I get back to the ducks? Yeah. Right. So, to feed the ducks, yeah, and we've got we've got a big rat infestation nice on Nice
2: rack.
6: Lot of rats. Oh, rats.
2: Rat. you pronker, Krishni. <laughs> Go on, I'm waiting. for you. You, got, you got you got a nice rack. So huh? anyway, so I'm. I'm... Mm. Uh,
5: yeah, she's going mad. This is not it? it?
2: Shall we? I tell you what. Shall we have a break? Res- press the reset button on your what do you call it? Then when we come back, we get straight into it, and all this talk of pronkers and Christie's... Well, it's because we are and I'm, I'm missing stories. This is the problem with this country, diversification. That's why we voted Brexit. Well,
5: no, immigration's fine if, if, if they're going to come and contribute something.
2: Immigration's fine if they don't smell and they can cook nice food.
5: Ah! Now, now, now! I'm going to bring something up here. now. Now I find I found somewhere today, right? To get a lovely daytime curry.
2: Oh, daytime curry and a nighttime daytime friends. Curry, yes. It, daytime it curry two. and nighttime Day, lovers. Yeah, daytime curry.
5: It was half past two, and it was a culinary delight.
2: A culinary delight. It was a. Well, wow, I said that wrong as well. Is it, what did you say, what did you say, a currenry delight? No, a, a culinary. No, 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 it's a currenry.
5: I don't know if I'm going mad.
2: Yeah. Currenry delight. Can, it- can, can we go back to the dogs? It's a currenry delight. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare to have a, a curry in the daytime. Hey, well, I, I like them t- in the morning. Paul, let me tell you something funny, right? Where I live, right? There's one yeah. Japanese restaurant, one Japanese restaurant, one Japanese restaurant, right? And this Japanese restaurant has been there for years. And there's Chinese, there's a couple of Chinese. There's a, there's loads of pizza places, loads of burger places, like posh burger places. There's one Japanese restaurant, right? Guess what's just opened up next to this Japanese restaurant? You're gonna love this. A Japanese uh, restaurant. Imagine! That, cr- that is, that is rubbery, that is. There's a Japanese but, restaurant yeah, that's been there for years, and next you, door, yeah. another Japanese restaurant has opened up. And guess which one I went to last night for my supper? Ah, but, I bet, but I bet. The, the, the new, the, the, I went the, to the, the new, uh, one. Went went to to new one. one. I went, went to the new one. I went to the new Japanese restaurant, which is next what, to the what? old one.
5: But why do you go to the old one that you knew? Well,
2: the the old one, their chicken's a bit rubbery. Oh, that's fair enough then. Well, well, they take it as a compliment.
5: Right. Well, you see, there's another thing that fascinates me as well. Is that uh, where I live? You've got two or three Indian restaurants, and and huh? yeah, and they all and the old. Make good all
2: right. money. All right. And right, they're all bunched up together, and I'm Here's thinking more oh, welcomes. Here's the thing? Yeah. Have we the simple question, Paul? Let's let's sort out immigration now, right? Yeah. Have, we, have have we got enough Indian restaurants in this country? I'd like a few more that serves in the daytime. You want some da- so You want some daytime curries for some coronary activity? Well, I'd like some that opened early in the morning. Yeah. You want an early morning curry house? Are you mad? I think it's. I think it's something that could, you know, a bit of entrepreneur. I think it's something that could go. Paul, thanks very much for your call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand.
0: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night.
2: Late night,
1: Ian Lee
0: on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Stephen. Good evening, Stephen. Hi, Ian. Hey, so, Stephen. We've never spoken, but
7: prove I it. Broke, broke my duck, as it were, as they say in cricket. Oh. The last couple, couple of nights. Imagine speaking breaking
2: a duck. To... Imagine humping <laughs> a duck so hard you broke it.
7: <laughs> well, I spoke to Bob oh? and to Jake, and oh. I thought, well, it's a bit cheeky. Hang on a minute. Speaking, speaking to the two stand-ins for you when you're not there. And yet, I've never spoken to you personally. So I thought, well, I make it a hat trick and speak to the host himself. Well, well,
2: well, well, um, why did you decide to call Bob Mills before you called me? (laughs) What's that about, (laughs) (laughs) Steve?
7: Well, I don't know. It's never. I was going to call you once, and actually, I'll say it now because I, I mean, I've listened to you for the last few weeks, and I know some of your issues from what you disclosed, you know, on the air. And it was about music really. Like, do you remember a few weeks ago you said you found it very moving listening to variations of, on a theme of Thomas Tallis by Vaughan
2: Williams? Oh man, that, that bit, that's like the 11 minutes, eight seconds of just getting you right there. Wow. Yeah. Well, do you agree with me
7: on this point that this, it doesn't originate with me, I forget where I picked it up, someone oh. quite brainy but it's the idea that if you're feeling down, whatever you want to call it, depressed fed yes. up, lonely, whatever yeah. it, it's the wrong time to listen to something bouncy, you don't want to listen to Here Comes the Sun a pop song like that or God Only Knows Beach Boys, you want to listen to something that matches your mood at the time, so if yeah. you're feeling down listen to sad music because that reflects and it's cathartic if you see what I mean, it's 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 mirroring what is going on yeah. with you. I'd so go with that. Yeah, you know, does that make sense? You know, I'd go, um,
2: I'd go along with that, and then you kind of you, you you get you go you get go along for the full ride of of misery, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Well, no, and and you can reach a
7: point where it gets quite philosophical and psychological, but you reach a point where you get so down mm. that. It almost lifts you up again because it's a bit like a roller coaster. You
2: go right the way round. You go, you go down, 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 and You go down so low that you come out, get start feeling better, better, better. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm feeling good.
7: Now, do you know? Because um, I don't know what you know. So don't please don't think I'm patronising you. No. <laughs> you know, by, by suggesting anything because I'm more into classical music than pop. You know, I'm the other way round. Uh, I mean, I don't
2: hard- know a lot about classical music. So you feel free to patronise me as much as you want, Stephen. Because I don't know nothing <laughs> about it.
7: Do you know what the main difference is, by the way, Go between pop and classical? If someone was to say, you know... The like, bass well, lines. You know, well, no, not so much the music style, oh. but yeah. um, if you think about it, um, so think of a song that you like, say, The Monkeys. Yes. The one that says, um, we're too busy singing to... Putting
2: put anybody down, it. yeah.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they sing that, so it, but if I was to sing it... Yeah. It wouldn't be the same thing, would it? You'd think, well, no, I mean, I've, I've been cheated. I,
2: Whereas... don't, I don't think you are too busy to put anybody down, Stephen. I think you've got plenty of time to put people down.
7: <laughs> but you see my point. Yeah. Uh, if you want to listen to White Christmas, you want to listen to Bing Crosby sing it. Yeah. You don't want to listen to someone down your street singing it. So, <laughs> but, with, but, with, but with classical music... Anyone can play you go by the piece, yeah, yeah. I mean if someone's great Ooh. at the piano and they're playing furry leaf by beethoven yeah it, it it doesn't have to be a world famous pianist that sells CDs Milfimson. around the earth, it could be someone that's so. really expert in your yeah. area, yeah. you know, so I think you know it it's less artist centered that's why if I was to say something, you could play it. On, on the on the air without worrying about royalties because you wouldn't have to think oh it's Paul McCartney and I've got to pay him so
2: much. Now is because, this is uh, this right? Because I remember I had an argument with a producer I didn't get on with that all classical music is public domain.
7: Yeah, because obviously
2: like Mozart
7: died a long time ago. But is it not? Is so it much.
2: not? Indulge me is for it, a second on this technicality. Is it not? If if um someone if, if say the London Philharmonic Orchestra recorded. Um, uh, yeah. you know, Mozart's fifth, famous fifth, yeah. Beethoven's famous fifth, um, yeah. then we'd have to, we'd have to pay the, the, the LPO, PRS.
7: understand? Yeah, yeah, because that's what you notice on radio stations all over the place. will play classical music, but they'll never say oh. that was a Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Herbert von Karahan yes. in 1979, because obviously that's very specific, and that's Deutsche Gramophone, and they'll own the royalties to that track. So they'll say, oh, here's a piece of Beethoven's Fifth and no-one will know uh oh, Hang on a minute. Are you
2: saying that um, Classic FM and Radio 3 are operating on a scam, much like a greasy spoon that has a radio playing, but they don't have a, a, a licence to do it? The, the Classic FM, uh, which is, if you yeah. go to posh doctors like I do, they'll be playing it in there. <laughs> they're not. They're deliberately not mentioning which version of, of the, the classical piece it is, so they can avoid paying PRS. I see.
7: It's been a while since I listened to them. I, do, yeah. I think the BBC give all the details. Yeah, because they did, because they got to their me. tongue
2: right up Beethoven's yeah. crack.
7: <laughs> but, um, but with classic <laughs> that FM, I, I, I think they tend. T- from what I remember, they tend uh, to give the composer and the piece, and they tend to give shorter pieces. Which snobbish people of Radio Three look down on Classic FM because is, they say Classic FM will give you an excerpt. They, they give you
2: like about. the pop. They give you the pop
7: hits yeah, so, like Rondo Veneziano. Yeah. Yep, and they'll say uh, that was movement two of Tchaikovsky's fourth symphony, So, but they won't, won't play the whole symphony, whereas Radio 3 would, and they'd expect you to listen to the whole thing, whereas maybe you just like a particular yeah. bit of the. Yeah, so I think, I, I don't know the rules about that, but have <laughs> obviously, you heard, have you ever heard of um, Samuel Barber's Adagio for Strings?
2: Um, yes, I, know, I have, and it? I should be able to sing it, because that's a famous one. It was in two films. Can
7: you guess which films they were played in? It's part of the soundtrack of... Horror film? No, both sad, but different oh. ways. Oh, um, yeah.
2: um, the one where, um, uh, Love Story, where he dies of cancer. She dies of cancer. One of them dies of no. cancer. No. Do you want a
7: clue? One oh, is it,
2: is it not the one for the uh, the cigar advert? do
7: mm, don't think, no. no. Not that, no. Mm. Um... Two I'm thinking of. Okay, I'll give you a clue. Yeah. One is involving war, and the other one is involving someone with a very serious incurable
2: illness. Are either of them um, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise? Because that's war.
7: No. Um, no. I Hang watched that. I
2: watched this Tom Cruise film the other night, Edge of Tomorrow, where he, he, he basically lives the same day. My mate's in it. I'm not a particularly close mate, but my friend Tony's in it. He's the, the kind of the... He's the fat lad in the army. Um, I, I, I was very surprised. Um, uh, one's got an incurable disease. Um, Lorenzo's Oil.
7: <laughs> no, it's going back a bit. This is, um... It's going back a few decades, but it's uh, it was a groundbreaking film. Philadelphia! Actors, it? Further back, I think. Um, oh, no,
2: that was Bruce Springsteen. No, it wasn't, it was Tom Hanks.
7: Right, uh, a big hint. Uh, although it's modern, it was filmed in black and white to make it look
2: out Oh, Schindler's lift. List. Nope. Oh Further back in time. Dirty Dancing. No. Filmed, it was colour. It was, hang on, it was, it was a recent, but they filmed it in black and white. Oh, no, not recent, but uh, I mean... those old days. No,
7: I mean, back, I don't know, 30 years ago or something. I mean, no, we're not talking about 100 years ago. Probably,
2: what, 1980s, probably? Um, I mean... Oh. You know, Ooh. You know. Mm, I know it. Um. The Oh, The Elephant Man. Yes. 1980, yes. that was John Hurt. Boom. Yes, yes, yes. yes. To sleep. And,
7: and, and uh, the Barbers, Adagio for Strings is played in that. It's quite, because it's obviously quite melancholy. And the war film, So sh- I give you that one? Yeah, go
2: on. And I, then I'm going to get you with one <laughs> Platoon. Okay, it's, platoon. It's of platoon. Okay. Because obviously f- it's sad for different reasons. What yeah. famous film do they have yeah. to sing Beethoven's famous fifth oh. to um, to. Did Beethoven have a famous fifth? Yeah, but there's no singing. Give me no, the lines. No, ninth? no, 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 no. In which film did they have to sing Beethoven's oh. famous fifth to stop oh, yeah. one of them being eaten by a tiger in the basement of a pub?
7: Is this a real one, Ian? No, you're no making this is
2: abso- <laughs> absolutely real. Absolutely real. <laughs>
7: um. Is it British or American? British or continental? It's continental.
2: British. It would have been about nineteen sixty-five.
7: Oh gosh! Um, I think it it's not a comedy then. It's a comedy. <laughs> it is a comedy. Yeah. Um, doesn't star Peter Sellers, does it?
2: No, it's, it's no. But you're close. Oh. You're very, very close. A
7: British actor that can do voices. Someone like that, maybe.
2: Well, Okay, I'll give you a clue. Um, It's to... They have to sing it. It's got Patrick Cargill in it from Father, Dear Father. Oh, yeah. He encourages um, a young man with a big nose to sing it... Yeah. So he doesn't get eaten by the tiger. This is a true... This is a real scene. Um, da, 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 da. Is it that one? That's the ninth, by the way. Oh, maybe yeah. okay. Maybe it's Beethoven's famous ninth then. But they sing it. It is. It is. Yeah, the ninth. No, but that, 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 <laughs> then I was being unfair by saying the fifth, and there was no reason you were going to get help starring the Beatles.
7: <laughs> um, no, but you, you know, you threw my mind off track then because when mm. you said about playing music, yes. Sorry, I'm not evading your question. Well, no, I'm just giving you the answer.
2: Is the help? It was help starring the Beatles.
7: Oh, it was help starring the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but you know, it got me thinking of the the Lady Killers. Where do you know a bunch of them? It was Peter Sellers and a bunch of guys of that era. Yeah. Uh, rent a place, and they're up to no good. And there's this deaf old lady, and they pretend to be a bunch of. Musicians in her yeah. front front room, and they're all sort of, oh, we can hear her come in, get, get the violin out, and yeah. the cello, and everything. And they're up to a bank rob- robbery or something, but she can see through them all along or something like that. I'm sure it's called The Lady the Killers. The
2: Lady Killers, but, yeah.
7: Yeah, yeah. And um, when you said they had to keep singing, oh, you know, it reminded me of that bunch, but they were yeah. trying to do it to placate this old lady. Stephen, you know, um, um,
2: listen, I'm, I'm seven minutes late for a break. I've got to move No, but no. But listen, I'm I'm really glad you called. I really enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Yeah, of course. And don't be a stranger. Well, I won't be a stranger. Well, I'm not going to. Let me let me make this clear now. I'm not going to phone you up. No. This this relationship is entirely dependent on whether you want it to continue or not. It's it's over to you, Stephen.
7: But remember, Samuel Barber, Adagio for Strings, really? and I'm sure when you're feeling pretty down at times, it might sort of be a cathartic. Well, I'm not saying it'd be a cure-all, obviously, yes. but yeah, it I cure-all. Think, I think it it's might be some, something to listen to. Okay. Yeah, and, and the film yeah. is Help,
2: starring the Beatles. It's a little bit racist now. Late night Ian Lee
0: on air and after Nick. on Sork Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: Give it up, Manny. Give it up. Good evening. Good evening. Nice to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
8: Uh, I was listening to your show at the beginning. Hmm. Yeah, depression and suicide and blah, blah. Mm. Well, I tried it twice, but I failed.
2: You tried to kill yourself?
6: Yeah. Uh, recently? One um, was in
8: 2010. Yeah. When I first had my accident, and um, when I woke up, they'd taken part of my foot away.
2: Why did they take some of your foot? So, you, those who don't know, many had an accident when at work. Yeah, when I had an accident. Um, and that sent you blind. But what What happened to your foot? It started off on
8: my foot where he got stuck in the conveyor belt. Aye. So, when i about to fall, I on my hand, you know, it just saved my face and the, the oil went to my eyes. Oh, man. Then, when my eyes started to deteriorate, you know, started, started to go, um, the. the the doctor. I was getting a headache, so I, I, I was in hospital for seven months then.
9: Mm-hmm.
8: And, um, I told the doctor, so, I like, said, keep getting headaches, can read the paper, and eyes are hurting. And they knew about the oil, and when he told me thought it was going to go, mm-hmm. I was okay for about another three or four weeks, and it just sort of went in a, in a week, it just went like really down.
2: Well, I always assumed that you'd gone blind immediately. I didn't realise it had happened no, over, it had over, over a few weeks. That must have been, yeah. um... And
8: upsetting. You know, the cord at the... on, on your bedside at the hospital.
2: Yeah, 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 the alarm thing. Yeah, I
8: tried, I tried it with that. I failed. Um, what, what,
2: what? You tried to hang yourself with it?
8: Wrapped it around my neck. Oh, and man. Sort of Poor like, you know, and um, that didn't bloody work. And... Then the doctor tried to put me on uh, depression tablets.
2: Yeah. Well, probably Um, probably anti-depression tablets, I imagine. I I doubt they would be handing out depression tablets to to someone who was suicidal. And um,
8: the the surgeon, he he was was really good. He he says, well, because you've been in hospital, I was in there for about four months then, and uh, he started sending me home at the weekends. Mm. So when I was home... I tried it with bloody tablets. And that bloody failed because my wife saw me and the kids saw me. Oh, that man. bloody failed. I, I couldn't even bloody commit suicide properly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just because you bloody down. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think about it sometimes. I, I just—I tell you one thing, Ian. The Samaritans do help. i found them up sometimes twice a week. You, you know, sometimes you get
9: mm?
8: that. Sometimes you get that um, voice in your head. Mm? Yeah, you know, and but I just found the Samaritans, and they are they are to help. They're re- really, you know, they're really good people. They do help you. They, they,
2: Can I ask you, Manny? Do you um, are you generally glad that you didn't kill yourself, or do you wish that you had killed yourself?
8: Sometimes, you think, I wish I did,
2: hmm.
8: and then sometimes you think, oh. I'm glad that didn't happen, and, you know, what's going to happen with your kids, your wife. I mean, when, when, I, when I when I actually lost my side, mm. I wanted a divorce. She wouldn't give me a divorce.
2: Why know. did you want a divorce, if you don't mind me asking?
8: I, I don't know, Ian, It's just like you, know, it's not, you just let people down.
2: You know what I mean? That's funny, Is it that you didn't want to be a burden to her? Yeah, because when when I did come home,
8: I, I, I didn't move for about three months. I was just sitting inside, you know, just radio, TV, radio, TV. I wouldn't even go outside. Then, well, you were boozing a bit as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then my wife and kids just sat me down. Said, yeah, you, you you can't, you can't just sit in here. I mean, I wouldn't even go out with them. I put oh, they might feel embarrassed. You know, not going out with a blind blind man. Yeah. And then they sat me down and said, Yeah, you've got to go out. So I started slowly and lot like the other day I was on the bus, uh, and, um got on the bus with my bloody cane and I went I know roughly with the seats um and there's a lady on lady sitting down and she was Oh, you can't sit here. I'm <laughs> sitting here. <laughs> and then, she, then, then, then she saw my cane. She goes, "Oh, I'm very sorry. Very sorry. I didn't see your cane. I thought, well,
9: <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just some some people are rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah especially, they especially, especially Asian people.
2: Really? Why Asian? Yeah. Now you're saying that as an Asian man. Yeah. That, but why? Why? Why Asian people? Are. Why do you say that? Just
8: wait. The guy seems like you know. If you didn't, what are you doing in town? Why are you not sitting at home? You know, you can't get it. I don't know what the
2: rules are. He's an Asian man doing an Asian accent. That's going to be okay, hasn't it? Um, but maybe that's just because you're in an area that's got quite a high Asian. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm doing right. it now. Now I'm doing it. That's got to be wrong. I'm doing it now. <laughs> where,
8: where I live, there's only one, two, three, five, five Asian houses. That's it. On the whole estate. Hmm. But if you go in, into the town, there's a few over there, but... Manny, I'm, not I'm, that many,
2: Manny but I've got to go to the news. Do you, you want to stick around for a bit? Come back after the news? when yeah, you no, feel pro- you're done? No, no problem. How <laughs> hold. I hold. <laughs> oh, you banjo. Now, um... D- it, 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 Sorry? I'm <laughs> talking about playing the banjo. I'm, I've got a, a five-string banjo. like my banjo. That I'm... Okay, okay. I know what you're saying, man. Yeah, naughty, naughty. I'm doing it. That has got to be wrong. He's Asian. He can do it. I, I need to Google the rules. Uh, this is Talk Radio.
0: Across the UK, online and on DAB.
1: A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking.
2: Talk Radio. Oh three four, four, four nine, nine, We're kind of having a, a, a sort of gentle... I've had a tough couple of days in terms of my soul, and uh, I, uh, I can't even talk up to the news, so
0: I'm not going to talk
2: up to the news.
1: Late night, Ian
0: Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
10: A thing she hardly knew So thin and rare and small It smells just like me and it smells just like you She's blinded for the best in this
8: How do, you,
2: how do you cope then? How do you cope if 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 you're not working? And um, I'm assuming you're getting some form of benefit, but yeah, we okay, all know okay. they're not they're not a lot. Um, well, how okay. do you do, afford it all then? Look,
8: i will get disability living allowance, um, mobility, and ESA, which works out to about three twenty a week altogether. It's nothing is um, it. My wife's got a good job, but she, in um, started she, she works in the hospital anyway. Yeah. And then she was doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Royal Mail sorting. Yeah, the uh, yeah. She was working like twelve hours there. Yeah,
9: yeah.
2: So make to make ends
8: meet. Yeah, going to another job. Then my, my my daughter, other daughter, that um, uh, they were working like you know while they were at uni. Yeah, they were they were working just for sort of their own expenses, like you know because. The oldest one. She was in Kingsville. It was six hundred pound a month um, rent for the bloody room there uh, yeah. in central London. It was our risk struggle for about four four years. You yeah, know, it's then you'd have arguments. I'd start having arguments. Little thing would start, you know, and just just anything, anything stupid,
9: mm.
8: yeah, stupid salt on are
2: it. Are you um? Are you still off the booze?
8: Yeah, I, uh, uh, I have another drop there for maybe four or five months, and then I did have a couple of shots. It was, it was, it was, you know, I used to enjoy myself. I was, you know, not bad, 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 bad. Mm. It was just when, when I used to work in a family; it was all like, dust, dust work. So you'd, you'd have to have a couple of drinks a night anyway. Right? What
2: is um, what what's the future for you and your family, Manny? Future, the future, sorry, we, we, the mortgage finished three years ago. Okay, that's all right. Well, that's something, isn't
8: it? Yeah, that's something. Then my eldest she um, passes in May. She starts
2: a job in May. She, she's a dentist. Good money. The dentists get good money. They must get good money.
8: Yeah, yeah. Sweet. The
2: um, young one, she's a
8: she's a teacher but she doesn't want to do that anymore, so she's doing digital marketing. She starts a new job in a couple of months, oh. in January. So there's, there's,
2: they're self-sufficient, or they're going to be self-sufficient yeah. very soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
8: yeah, And they they, they pick up... They don't ask for, for no money, you know what I mean? But if they want to by themselves, like, you know, and my son's 16. He, just, he was 16 in July. It's just, you know, bits and there everywhere, I mean. And, and like I was saying about the Asian people... Mm. One man says to me, oh, are you, you? You? Are you doing that to claim benefit?" They, 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 they talk stupid to you. I mean, they, they, they just tell the piss out of you all the time. You know what I mean, I've never seen an English person say anything bad to me. Never.
2: Hey, Carl, how hey, you then. doing? Good evening. You all right? You All right, Carl. Have you spoken to Manny before? I don't think... I think the two people
11: that I've never managed to speak to properly are Dennis and Manny. Me? How are you? How are you, anyway? I'm
2: not bad. How are you, Manny? I'm good, man. Good. Have you having a good night? <laughs> not listening to this rubbish, he's not. It's not... I don't know what you put yourself down for. No, nah, it's not... Listen, tonight show... You have got the best... I know. You You and Cast did the best show. No, I, listen, already, I, Manny, yeah. listen, I know the show's brilliant, right? But um, tonight I'm not feeling it. Tonight I am faking it to make it. It was a real effort to come in today. And the last two days, uh, I sunk low, man. I sunk low. And I kind of had to uh, g- get up a bit because I, I had the boys today. So I kind of had to, you know, somehow muster <clears throat> some energy... To to, to to function. And I, by the end of the day, I was snapping at the kids for, for, for no real reason, you yeah, know. You've, uh, got the, you've got the best show on, on radio. Yeah, but, 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 but. Um, you know, it, it, tonight tonight is, it, you know, I feel like I'm an actor. Play, tonight, the part of Ian Lee will be played by uh, mm. an actor who looks a little bit like him. That's what it feels like. You know what I forgot to tell you? Yeah, go on. Not, not Sunday
8: gone, the Sunday before. Yeah you know, um, Howard, you had a bloke and then on his
2: um, programme. How, I'm Howard Hughes. On his show, yeah. On yeah, Sunday yeah. night, the Unexplained yeah, yeah. is absolutely brilliant. Is, Three hours of bullshine. This chap, come on, right? from yeah. up north. He's
8: MP, and I think he a teacher. So he said he'd been having sex with the bloody aliens. Got hey! children with the
2: aliens. <laughs> Yes, sir! Get oh in there!
8: God. I couldn't stop. He said, I've got children with um, the aliens and this and, Oh, my God. Oh, money? They, They're him into their own world?
11: got money? Mm-hmm. He sort of said, and I did raise this question with Howard, mm-hmm. he sort of, he talks about, like, you know, I've had children with him. At one point, he yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell what sex they were. I couldn't tell what sex they were. Well, you was.
2: can't these days. In fairness, you can't yeah. these days. But I've got two kids. He, 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 he said he couldn't pick them up. Wow. He, 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 he said, well, why can't you pick them up? It's he's not, you. An, he's yeah. not an MP who said he's had he, babies he, with an alien and he can't pick them up because they're made out of energy. Hang on, listen to this, he says, he, says, he says, the alien says, the alien says that you humans don't know how to bring up kids properly. So he, so, he, well, he should go and join, an um... Or, or he was an MP or something. Manny, he, 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 he needs, needs to go or. and join um, uh, Intergalactic Fathers for Justice. He wants to go to <laughs> a bloody smart mental <laughs> clinic, he you know? does. I couldn't stop laughing. Well, Kyle, stuff? was he, Kyle? listen, Manny we know gets confused. Was he an MP, Kyle?
11: Uh, yeah, no, he's, uh, I can't remember. He's a Labour MP. No. Um, See? Charlie, he's up, he's, uh, do you know what? I think he's up near
5: me. Morecambe, maybe? That's right,
11: yeah. Oh, that no,
2: ring. this... Oh, right, this rings a bell, actually. Yeah. Oh, how... Aren't um, people, um, peculiar? Aren't they mm. peculiar? But, the, we, but hang on a minute. We hmm. Maybe he has had a baby with an alien. Not just one in. Oh, he's had more. Quite a few. He said, mm. right,
8: mm. I would say, well, how have they picked you? He says, well, it's not, it's, why, why do not they go in t- to anybody else? He said, it's through ancestry or something. It's your soul,
2: What the fuck I don't know. I don't know really? if I could have sex with an alien lady. I don't know if I could get it up for an alien lady. I just don't know.
11: No, what about that you... woman who was green in Star Trek? I bet you what that Oh, actually, yes, mm-hmm. I could.
2: Um, and if aliens have got three <laughs> boobs... Um, mm, I've got right. a thing for people with three boobs. Um, I don't know. He's a Labour councillor called Simon mm. Parks. So he's a councillor, not an MP. They're allowed to be slightly more insane. Same thing. That's brilliant. What a... What Actually, a oh, you should, you should listen to that. And listen back to that. Where did they have sex? In his bedroom or the alien spaceship? No in the
8: aliens, um, bloody
2: Lando, over and, and and his wife knows. Oh, that's yeah. all right, isn't it, eh? Oh. It every bloody night. Eeeeeeee, hey, wowzers. I'm getting more information on my screen. He had a child with the Cat Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, garbage. <laughs> <jobbing. laughs> okay, well, Carl, listen, that, you're talking about someone's intergalactic baby there, but a bit of respect. Yeah. Yeah. I just want it. Eh? Not just one. <laughs> Not just bloody one.
5: <laughs> I don't know you got it bloody up with a bloody...
8: Will bloody you animal.
2: put that bloody it's thing bloody away?
8: Point. Well, it, Manny, you... you know, I, 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 hang on, I was, I was going to phone them, out upright. right? Yeah. I was going was, I was to say, ask that chap, the MP,
9: yeah. if
8: he'll have a word with the... Because obviously they're, they're, like, advanced, so they so many hundred years in front, so he could have a cue for me.
2: Yeah, well... Well, um, if if any aliens are listening, I'm not yep. interested, Guy. I hope he practised um, safe sex. You wouldn't want him to get <laughs> space aids. <laughs> <laughs> that... I be, I be, uh, you don't I'll want him to get what, space but,
11: aids. I'll tell you what, Manny, I bet he claimed his mileage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Manny, nice to talk to you. Take care. Um, Kyle, I'll come to you in, in a second. 03444991000. We've got Alan, we've got Rashid, and you can call in as well. We've had, um, it's all been guys tonight. Yeah, we've had no ladies. Or aliens calling in. Uh, still, The, the night is still young. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The
0: wild man of late night radio is back.
2: Ian Lee on Talk
1: Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Did you um? Did you have a good Black Friday, Kyle? Uh, I bought
11: very little. No way, I'll tell you what, I bought an out. Uh. So did you?
2: Uh, I, yeah, same. Same. Um, but it goes on all weekend. I think it goes on into next week as well, doesn't it? Well, I started getting emails
11: about two weeks ago. Yeah. So it seems to be one extended... So, and, uh, you know, if you believe Martin Lewis, which I do... Um, I, do
2: I do believe him. He's a billionaire.
11: Well, a lot of the things are, um, you know... Rip-off. Not that, you know, yeah. Well, so wh-
2: which um, did a study, and they found that 49% of the goods on sale... Are re- are cheaper in the like two months before or the two months after. So,
11: uh, so it's marketing, you see, isn't it?
2: There's, um, let me tell you what is, we've got some guests coming up in, on future shows, Kyle. Mm-hmm. We've got Pamela Des Bars. I, I think you pronounce the S in bars. Pamela's Des Bar or bars. She and, um, let me go to her website because I want to see how she describes herself in case I say something rude about her. Do you know the name, Kyle?
11: No, there was another name that came to mind, but I think it's a different one.
2: OK, let's go to her official website. Let's see how she describes herself. Um What did she say about? Um... Oh, here we go. Despite her... Inf- she describes herself as the world's most famous groupie or queen of the groupies. Mm. Um, she's also a writer. And, okay. um But she... she, um, Ms-, Ms. Pamela has shared her history on endless TV and radio shows. It's going to be this one soon. Including two memorable stints with both Oprah and Larry King. Last year, she wrote and produced an hour-long VH- VH1 documentary interviewing an array of super groupies. Oh. Um, so she has basically, um, name a rock star, a, uh, proper, a proper rock star. Keith Richard. Slept with him. What, you've slept with him? No, she has. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, right, not, I'm not answering no. any of those questions. I okay, can't. sorry. Well, the court case goes on. She slept with him. Paul McCartney. Iffy.
11: No, I don't believe that.
2: I'm not sure she did with McCartney. No, uh... the, the, the Beatles, avoid the Beatles, that's all I'm going to say.
11: All right, OK. Uh, oh God, I can't think of it. Uh, what, are the mon- oh, what are the monkeys? What are yeah, yeah, boys? yep, yep, yep.
2: Peter Talk, next.
6: Uh Let me think. Uh Herman
11: Hermit.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably Peter Noon, probably. <laughs> um, but uh, Hendrix and Morrison and all that, She's and she's um, she's written loads of books about it, and she's fascinating. Um, i uh, i uh, 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 I mean, and she's so much more than just that. This is why I was being slightly cautious. She she also gives talks on writing and empowerment for women and all, all, all these kinds of things. So she's coming on. She's fascinating. Then mm-hmm. there's a guy that's kind of sort of linked, a guy called Rodney Bingenheimer, right? Now, he's a tricky one to sort out, but he is um, he's a DJ in America who, in the 70s and 80s, ran now did he no he didn't run Studio Fifty Four he ran um, Rodney's English Disco or Rodney's English Pub right in L A and all of the rock stars like Bowie and Jagger those kind of guys would go and hang out at this um, at this guy's disco. he knew basically he knew everybody right. And here's your homework, guys. There's a documentary about Rodney Bingenheimer called, I think it's called The Mayor of Sunset Strip. And he, he knows everything about music, right? And he does a, he does a, a, a weekly radio show. But he's very... Um, he's unusual, and uh, his interview is uh, it's the toughest interview I've, uh, in terms of, you know, rules that are being set out that I've had. And normally I go, I'm not bothered. But I'm so keen to talk to him. Basically, he's only available Tuesdays and Thursdays at two between 2 and 4, which in LA time is the, the time this show starts. He doesn't want to do it live. He'll only do it pre-recorded. And I've got to send the questions over. Now, normally, 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 I'd be like, well, I can't, I can't work like that. But. I think he's so fascinating that I'm prepared to... I'm quite happy to um, do a little merry dance to um, get him on. Anyway, he's coming on. And also, we've got a gentleman called Will Carruthers, who's written this brilliant book, which I'm reading now, called Playing the Bass with Three Left Hands. And he was in a group called Spacemen 3, which I don't really know a lot about. But he was also in Spiritualized, a group that I do know a little bit about, because I think they're brilliant. Anyway, he's written this book... um, about being a bass player in psychedelic bands. And it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Proper, full on. And he talks a lot about his drug use, about ecstasy and heroin and stuff like that. But he's really honest about it. He's really, really honest about it. And, um... He, describes, he He talks about the good times he had on it. also talks about how it was thoroughly rotten as well, you know. Drugs are fun. That's why people take drugs, because they're fun. There is a reason ecstasy is called ecstasy. It makes you ecstatic, which is a nice feeling. But he goes on to talk about, you know... I don't think he became an addict or anything, but he goes on to talk about... Actually, it was... Um, he wasted a lot of money, and it was—it was a lot of it was pretty, pretty rotten. And he's not trying to glamorize drugs. Anyway, he's coming on at some point, but he's just been booted out of his flat. He told me so. We're trying to sort out that. So exciting guests lined up, Kyle. Well, i i I should be listening. I should be listening to them. Make sure you do. Say hello to Alan Caddick. Oh, <laughs> not me and Caddick
11: together. Hello, Alan. Hello. Hello, hello? Caddick. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. Now, is this a soundboard, or is this really you, Alan? Is you really me? I'm sitting on the phone as we speak. Oh, why are you sitting on the throne? Are you got to got the toilet. That's where I am. Unbelievable. Can I just say, just to pour, uh, uh, I do have a serious point for you, Ian. However, yes. is Callie now defecating live on air? Because that was vile.
2: Alan, I, I, do, I have told you before. Well, I've been on hold for an hour. You've been on hold for an hour? Yeah, 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 yeah. But i I, I've would no, you called
8: mm. And I couldn't hold it in any longer. No! Can't you wear a
2: nappy or something? <laughs> I'm not a baby!
5: <laughs> He's not a
12: baby!
2: <laughs> I do draw the line, Alan.
12: I'm, I'm, I'm all done anyway
2: now. <laughs> oh, God. Now, when you say all done. You go and clean yourself up, boy. I, I do draw the line at listen. I, I, people, I'm people, if people want to come on, but I draw the line, Kyle. At people having a poo.
11: Well, is he just? I don't know. Nipping off. Mm. I don't.
2: There's no, there's no, mm. We don't. We don't. I was terrified we were going to hear a flush. Then yeah. um, go on. What you got for us, Kyle? No, no. It was quick. There we, there we go. We dump that. Okay. I don't think you can say that. Right. Um, it's probably a bit toss. Yeah. Well. Right. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Mm, sorry. Um.
11: But it made me think yes. the past two nights mm. about
2: the guest hosts. What about what's going to happen when I die? Uh well, oh. uh, well no, because I thought you'd be there the immemorial. Yeah. However,
11: yes. However, um, it did make me. It just made me sort of think that relationship between um, the presenter and the listeners' slash caller in. Yes, does that make sense? Yes, and. And there is a reason I'll get to. Um, It's just that thing of... Because I'm glad that you didn't listen to Bob. Yeah. I did ring in. I did ring in to Jake. No. However, part of me... Felt disloyal, which is weird. Oh, well, that's me, yeah and also, me and you are not friends. No, 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 and also, that's been. silly, that's it's silly, that's
2: silly, silly. And I'm glad that they've got people coming in to fill in for me instead of um, it being the best of. I thought that was a terrible idea, and it was an experiment that luckily failed. So I was really pleased that they got some people coming in. But the, you, you always want people coming in who aren't as good as you, and uh, you know, Bob and Jake are very, very strong, they're very, very strong, uh, <laughs> very, very strong <laughs> but presenters, so um. But um, I don't feel bad about anyone calling in. I'm glad people called in. You know, I would, would have hated for, um, you know, to have guests in the house and no one came and looked after them or whatever. That metaphor doesn't quite work. But, you you know, I'm, I'm glad that they had called. I'm glad people called in. Of course I am. But well, it, I, I think, just, I can't listen. No, I
11: was going to say, I and mean, I think um, because in where, where I've worked in the past or whatever, I've had people cover my job. Obviously, you know, I was off ill for a while. Yeah. And... I hated it. I absolutely hated somebody coming in and doing it. And I think and it was weird, weird and I'll name it. So me and Penny had this conversation and I was thinking I would I would absolutely hate that. Whether it's my real job in civil service or whether um, doing even the radio stuff. I would hate somebody to do it because at the back of my mind it would be eating away. They're better than me. They're, they're funnier than me. And and I don't know how to say it better than that. And I'm really sorry, if that, but it would eat away at me. And I'm so proud that it didn't with you. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I, do. I just kind of had to totally switch off, literally and metaphorically, from the... Um from the output uh, and from the station and from work and mm-hmm. I um I watched um I watched a Tom Cruise film I think on Wednesday I watched edge of tomorrow which is a good little film and I've been to the gym I went to I went to a spinning class yesterday Kyle Oh I do that go it was half-hard work. I like spinning, though, because it's mindless. It's just it's just moving your legs. I can do that, and I, I I quite enjoyed it. It was an effort to get out of bed. I didn't get out of bed until, you know, sort of like 4 o'clock, but I, I went and made myself go spinning. And then I went today to a fat-burning class at the gym. Mm-hmm. That was horrible, I'm going to be honest. What, 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 what does that involve? It's like, I, I think you call them circuits, isn't it, when you do like well i i don't know actually is that what the circuits are where so we had a, we had some weights and we had to do some squats with the five squats with the weights five lifts with the weights then we had to run up to the end of the room and then jump back and then repeat it is that circuits
11: i th- i think it is where you do a lot of exercises by yeah. repeating
2: what intense i swore at the man that was taking it oh. haroon i swore at haroon said it's it's L long. haroon this is effing hard um, it was, you know, it was a friendly swearing, but uh, you know, mm. it was, it was. It, I thought I was going to puke up, and also you have to do it in front of a mirror, so you what? see this big, fat, sweaty old man who looks like my dad um, doing really badly exercise. That's not, that's not inspiring. Is it? Is it attractive? I mean, no. I'm not asking for myself. No, 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 no. It's not attractive. Okay. It's not attractive <sighs> oh. at all. It's not
11: um, joke, can I just ask before I go? By the way, because obviously uh, you and Catherine have got the rules, and I'm not questioning your judgment whatsoever. Oh. So occasionally I've heard the odd swear word pop out. Not swear words.
2: Are but you upset? Catherine are you seat. upset because I told you off for saying Winky? We yeah, that's why
11: I don't understand. I thought that would have got through. No, but some of the other stuff. Is that really on the
2: list? Yep. <gasps> oh, yeah! You know, I never knew that. Well, now you know it and um, learn from your mistakes, boy. Um, 344 499 This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late-night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Mm.
1: Late-night Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
2: We'll get you talking. Yes, Rashid. Ian. Yeah. Sensible Rashid tonight, not
10: missing
13: around.
2: Sensible Rashid. Hello, Dana. Hello. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Good to have you back. Thank you very much. Let's hear what Rashid, as always, is on a terrible line. Let's hear what he has to say. <laughs>
5: hey, yes,
13: I've got, three f- I've got three things I want to talk about. Can you pick which one? It's either Wednesday night show, your Wednesday night show, Yeah. or The Apprentice, or BBC Radio 4. Let's go for BBC Radio 4. OK, the other day I was flicking through the stations and uh, I listened to a show... It had Michael Portillo on it. I think it's called the Moral Maze. And oh uh, yes. This, co- this
2: week on the Moral Maze, we asked the important question. Is, is, that's not bad, Michael Burke, is it? This week on the Moral Maze, what's it like to have your balls cut off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a moral dilemma Michael Burke has ever faced, but he's very serious. Uh, yeah, the Moral Maze is kind of is kind of fun. It's like it's like um, it's like a, a, a rudimentary. Argue, arguing show. It's its not brilliant, but it has its moments. Yeah. yeah. But it made me thinking, because
13: they were discussing the, the psychology of morality. Oh. And I was like, at the end of it, I was like, the world doesn't even know what's going on. You know what I mean? People are so certain about their convictions and everything. And, you know, people like the T-word. Can we mention him? Trump. They're so, and politicians, they're so certain. But they haven't got a clue, really, what's going on. What do you mean in terms of what's going
2: on? Do you mean, like, legally uh, or where spiritually? It, oh, come from, there was like Where do morals come from? What was that? Some, oh, sorry, that was Uh-oh. me. What, sorry, were you do, what were you doing, Dana?
4: No, I squeezed Mr. Tumble's tummy accidentally. What? I've, I've, what, she, what I'm wrapping children's presents, and I squeezed Mr. Do you Tumble. You squeeze Mr. Tumble again? Hold on, here he is. Here he is. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, okay, yeah, Mr. Tumble. We all like, we all like a bit of uh, Mr. Tumble.
4: So sorry about that. Carry on, Rashid.
9: Carry on, Carry on
2: Rashid. As you were, where Rashid. Do, where do morals come from? Have
13: we? Uh, is it nature or nurture? Have we developed them from cavemen, or is it from religion and what? And I, at the end of it, I was like, everybody. Some of the people in the world are so certain, and they're so certain with their convictions, and they want to rule the world. And the rest of the world, we don't really know what's going on. And it
2: just let me, let me think in. Well, don't think too much. Rashid, it's a terrible, terrible line, man. It's always a terrible line. And I know you're driving, but, you know, it sounds awful. Um, so, up yours. Oh, 0344 499 <laughs> four, 1000. Sorry, Dana. Um... I've got Eagle Pickle as well. Do you oh. want to squeeze Eagle Pickle, tummy? No, I don't know who Eagle Pickle is. Is that from In the it's, Night Garden? In the Night Garden, oh, okay. yeah, the one with the okay. here,
4: blanket. Here, here he is. Oh, that's just his blanket. Yeah, there you are, well, Eagle Piggle says hello, Eagle Piggle. Well, well, no, he doesn't, does he? So no. obviously, that's a bit. That's a ripoff. Maybe I've, maybe I've got the, the 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 rare one that that speaks.
2: CBeebies has ripped you off. Um, yeah. So what have you got? Like a doll of of um, Justin, of Mr. Tumble? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's not for me, honest. It's not for me. When it's, I was, um, f- I filmed a, a sitcom that didn't go down particularly well. About um, how long ago did Michael Jackson die? Six years ago. Uh, Are we talking about the classic persuasiveness? Yes, that's that's what we're talking about. That's a a classic comedy. um, Mr. Tumble was filming in the same studios. Really? And do you know what put me off him? What? He'd be outside having a fag. No! Yeah, all, all the time he was having a fag. Now, oh. he may he may well have stopped smoking now, I don't know. But part of me thought, oh, Mr. Tumble smoking a fag.
4: <gasps> my niece and my nephew, they're obsessed.
2: Well, I'll tell um, you what, Dana, to make it realistic, why don't you put a packet of Rothmans in there as well? I, I will, I think I've yeah, had now. Yeah, give what a packet but, of Rothmans, what a box uh, of matches, boom! <laughs> but he must be... Okay,
4: it's like I babysat earlier in the week and it was... A little bit tough, and I was thinking, you know, all you've got to b- b- did in the end was put Mr. Tumble on, and that keeps him quiet. He's got to be like the the nation's babysitter, I think. Yeah, you know, he
2: does. He does speak um, the language of the child. He's, he does. He's very, very good. It's it's really good to have you back. Thank you. We we've, we've all missed you, and
4: well. and, and, and 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 I. You know, there was, a, there was a lot of talk about depression earlier, and I was going to talk about it, but I won't, because it's about you been want. too, too much. Now, well, but what I was going to say,
2: um, I understand, you know you know your um, fitness regime you were talking oh about. Oh, you know. man alive! Or what? But I've, I'm making my, so I joined the gym on Monday. I've been every single day, and I tell you the, the moment when I realised I couldn't come in on Wednesday, right? Mm. Um, I, I, I booked, and I felt lousy on Tuesday, and the, sh- the show I don't think was, was particularly good. Uh, uh, and on Wednesday, I felt absolutely awful, but I booked in at 12.30 an induction session at the gym. 12.30, induction. I thought, right, I've booked it. I can't, can't I'm not going to cancel it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. It and got I got go, there, a go. and I did like 10 minutes little warm-up on the running machine, and I saw yeah. the guy, and I said, I've come for my induction. He went, oh, you missed it. I went, what? <laughs> Oh, no. he, said, he said you were booked in at 12. I said, no, 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 I was booked in at 12.30. He said, no, no, you were booked in at 12. And he showed me the thing, and I was booked in at 12. And I went downstairs into the, um, what do they call it, the dressing room, the changing room. Yeah. And I burst into tears. And I thought, nah, I'm not going oh, in. I, no. I can't go in tonight. If this is my reaction to me yeah. being half an hour late for, for something, you know, I, that, I'm, I'm not. And I went home. But I've been into the gym every single day this week, and m- mainly running. But then I had my proper induction... Uh, yesterday. Get this right, Dana. So you book it mm-hmm. in indu- the induction's free, and basically you get half an hour, and you can book like a weight loss induction or a um uh like a a cardio induction or a, a f- what? what so you get different things, right? And they're yeah, free. To see what to see yeah. what you want to do, is it? And, 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 and I mean, you are free. And you could be you yeah. it could be just be you on your own. Or I think there's space for maybe like five people to go on this half yeah. hour induction, right? So I went for the induction. I, I rebooked it for Thursday. Uh, it was five thirty, right? And I met this lovely young lady called Ingrid, who was taking it. Her name's Ingrida, but no one can say the a at the end of her name. So she's Lithuanian, so she changed it to. I found all this stuff out because we were chatting for ages. Because there was one other person that was supposed to be there, right? And he was late. It's a weird. This is why I know all about her being Lithuanian and chatting and stuff. Um, and so uh, uh, at five. So uh, it was at half past five at twenty five to six. So five minutes late. This guy rocks up, right? Yeah, but he's not dressed for the gym. So he's, he's still in his work clothes, his yeah. suit and tie. And he says, oh, "I'm here for the induction." And she went, <laughs> "Okay." He said, um, "He said, should I get changed?" <clears throat> well, well, if you, you want to do some exercise, do? yeah. So we went, "All right, I'll, I'll I'll go downstairs and get changed." So he's already five minutes late. It's only half an hour long, right? So he goes yeah. down to get changed. Right? This is at twenty. This is at twenty-five to At twenty-two, so ten minutes have gone. He's still not come back, and she's she was getting embarrassed. And I was bored of talking about Lithuania, and she said, um, "I tell you what, we'll we'll, we'll go downstairs because it's near the, the dressing room, and it, 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 we'll, we'll we'll kind of start, but we'll keep an eye out for him." Yeah, and then he came out. <laughs> it's <just> ten minutes <laughs> late, right? There's only twenty he minutes. Late. He was still there. He came out and he changed, but he had all this stuff with him, and he said, "Oh, my padlock's too big." for the hole in the locker, right? I don't know what to do. And she said, well, he said, I've got my laptop in my bag. She says, well, why don't you go and put the stuff in the office? And he went, okay. And then she said, I'm really sorry, I'll be back in a minute. And they went off, right? So we're now 10 minutes, 11 minutes late. So they went off. And then I saw them talking. And then there's a a vending machine that sells padlocks, right? And I saw him walk into the vending machine. And I'm thinking, but I'm being polite and I'm pretending not to look and I'm pretending I'm looking around at this marvellous, marvellous gym. (laughs) And she comes over to me and she says, he's going to buy a padlock and he's going to go and padlock the stuff. And I said, right, should we get started, Ingrid? Because I can just see this kind of slipping away. And bless her, she didn't know what to do. She went, "Okay," And so we went. We went downstairs, right, and she's showing me all the equipment. She's showing me, this is good for your legs, and this is good, and this is how you use this. Do you want to sit down? I'm doing all this stuff. And then he rocks up, like, 20 minutes in, so, so it's now 10 to 6, right? And he rocks up, and he goes, can I see all the machines that you've, you've seen already? And in thinking... <laughs> fairness to her, she went, no. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and then we show. And, and bless her, she kept talking. We, we, we ended up at five minutes past, right? And um, uh, and and she was about to show some more stuff. And he said, "Oh, I've booked a class for quarter past. Um, I should probably go now." And no. he, then he got his <laughs> phone out, and then he was on making a. Then he was like texting someone, right? He's not committed. He's not committed. He's not He's committed. Not committed. He's anyway, not committed. so he went off and did his thing, and then I, I went and I, I pumped off a little bit. And you pumped, you pumped off. I pumped off. And then and then Ingrid was taking was taking the um, the spin class. So then I went and did some spinning and I and I showed her that I was dedicated. I was more dedicated wow. than, than that loser who But it's tough, isn't it? It is it's tough. Horrible. But next week
4: I'm doing something really exciting. I don't know if I'm gonna oh. be able to do it. Uh oh. It's aerial yoga.
2: <laughs> we'll find out what that is after this.
1: Late night conversation Wealth losing sleep of. Ian Lee On air and off the leash On talk radio
0: We have ways of making you talk What
2: was it? Aerial yoga? Yeah, aerial yoga Go on So it's basically You have an antenna um, up your bum That is, yeah Well, That's optional I've, Some would say I've got no, no, no,
4: I haven't got one already No, no It's basically like a giant hoop which is hanging from the ceiling. Oh come on now! And yeah, somehow I've got to get my heavy bulk off the floor no. and onto this hoop, oh. and then you you do Why? poses. And
2: well, it's my friend's birthday. She wants to go. That's, that's hang on. That's not an event. That, that's not an event that you you go to for a birthday. Well, it's, it's what she wants to do. Well, you know, I'd dump your, I dump that friend. <laughs> She sounds awful. How selfish. It's like someone who has a wedding on a Tuesday and expects you to take the day off work. Or someone who has a wedding in the Bahamas and expects you to fly out to the Bahamas and use up your holiday or your air miles. No, don't do aerial yoga, don't no, It sounds ridiculous. It could make... Just, just think, though, if we put a few
4: cameras around, could get 250 quid if it goes really wrong. Hey,
2: fair play, fair play. That, you know? It, yes, that's, that's distinct. But it just
4: sounds so bizarre. So, yeah, aerial yoga. So, um, A, I don't know if I'm actually going to get off. But, B, if I do the ground, will I be able to get back on the ground again? So, it it could be a very interesting session. But the only thing is I mustn't do what I did today. I went swimming today, and I felt like a stone. Purely because I'd had toast and avocados at Armite
2: about an hour and a half
4: before. Not good.
2: No, 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 no. That's, no, no, no. It's an hour. An hour is the limit. You can eat anything you want. You can have, like, a roast dinner with the works, right? Yeah. And, and 60 minutes and one second later, you're allowed to swim. An hour and a half. It's
5: fine. I, oh, I felt so full.
2: No.
4: I felt, I felt so, so heavy and sluggish. You know, I'm, I'm a good swimmer, and I swim fast. I was so slow today. And at one point, well, I felt like I was about to feed imaginary fish Oh, uh, right, i'm
2: cutting you oh, is, why is why is everyone going lavatorial tonight jeez guys here we go is is a deafness of touch we need on the show ross
12: oh princess
2: flipping heck someone's drunk
12: <laughs> No, I ain't, mate. Okay. I have actually had a, had a wee brandy. Oh, there we
2: go.
12: Uh, I've been waiting that long because uh, I'm sat in the garage having a brandy in the fag. I've actually nip out the back and actually uh, have a having... wee wee in the garden. Oh, and the can we stop
2: <laughs> this? is not a toilet. Can we stop this? We've had Alan having a dump, you having a slash. Let's just stop this now. The missus just caught me. She looked out the, out
12: the kitchen window and uh, went mad. Well, good for her.
2: <laughs> Why are you having a fag in the that... garage?
12: Because I don't smoke in the house, obviously. Oh, so yeah, obviously, you know, obviously having a craft dinner yeah. and a wee brandy's. is Friday night. Yeah, it's Friday uh, night.
2: Well.
12: Th- that ain't aerial yogurt and that's that's. Um, I think that they call that swinging. You've see, seen six lobes of the potato, man, have you? Uh,
2: I've, do you know I've not seen it, even though my mate oh. is in, my mate is in it, right? And um, Mackenzie Mackenzie Crooks in it, right? And, uh, it, for those who haven't seen it, Sex Lives of the Potato Men, it was a, it's, it's not a particularly good or well respected, I've not seen it, so I can't say it's not good, but it's not a particularly well respected British comedy that was partly funded by the lottery, right? And when it came out, it got terrible reviews, and it was even on the news, it was on the BBC News at 9 o'clock, or 10 o'clock, whenever it is, I don't know when they have it, saying, because um, people, there were questions, I think, in the Houses of Parliament about whether lottery money should be, um, Kate Robbins is in it, about whether lottery money should be spent on um, films as bad as this. And I remember Mackenzie was... Devastated by it, and he would—he text me going, "I'm on." The, not only has it got bad one star in the paper, it's on the bloody news. So I've not seen it's Sex a, Sides of Potato Men. It's actually a good film,
12: and I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a bit, a bit yeah, carry on, on in, in, isn't it? But yeah, yeah there's a deb- I can understand the debate of whether or not the lottery fund should be funding it, but it's it's hilarious, mate. I'm, I'm going to give it
2: another ten years so that I'm not, I'm not tainted by um, can... public perception of it. Then I'm going to watch it. I th- I'd
12: say it's actually probably funnier with with uh, it's matured like a like a fine wine. Actually, <laughs>
2: Wow. Well, Mackenzie will be pleased to know when I see him next no, week. No, I'll uh, tell him. Trust
12: me, there's an absolutely beautiful comedy moment with Mackenzie and an old lady. That's uh, all I'm saying. She's
2: performing um, fellatio on him. Is that correct? I've seen, yeah, I've seen yes. that bit. Yes. The way the way that the, the uh the,
12: Okay the yep the scene is delivered uh-huh. um, yep. is just hilarious. Okay. Um but uh, I'll just ring you just to say uh, good to have you back, like and uh, I don't know what was going on, I was just a bit uh, messed when you weren't on like, to be honest.
2: Well, you know, these um, I ain't gonna be around forever, Ross. Uh, one day daddy's gonna die <laughs> and, and you guys are gonna have to just cope on your own. Have you have, hey, have you got your licking head on tonight? For goodness. What is what is He's obsessed. Dirty, you dirty get. By the way, um, Rashid was talking about Radio 4 and I'm reminded, I'm reminded, I'm reminded that the the best ever um, uh, show, the best show in the world on radio is back. Honestly, this is absolutely brilliant this programme. It's um, uh, Shortcuts. Will you listen to Shortcuts, Catherine? Oh, it's brilliant. You can download it on iTunes, right? It's on Radio 4. It is the Best radio program ever. It's um, it's presented by Josie Long, who I absolutely love. And said, she said she'd come on the show, but then she's not responded. The last time, last radio show she came on that I did was on Absolute, where she brought her drunk sister, who just won a hairdressing award, who sat on my lap, uh, and there was Josie and there was someone else there. Can't think of who it was. Anyway, a I think she's brilliant, um, and b this the show is great. It's like um. Oh, what was the... It's people telling stories. It's people telling their stories, basically. Oh, what was the story at the beginning of this week's episode? Oh, if anyone listened to it, 03444991000. It was... Oh! Oh, it was brilliant. It was this woman... Right, telling this story, and it's just her telling the story. She obviously interviewed, and they cut the bits out where the producers asking questions, and there's slightly ambient music playing underneath it. Right, and it was oh, it was it was absolutely brilliant. Um, she was a tarot card reader, right? She had like a shop wherever, and this guy came into the shop to have his tarot read, and he was agitated, right? He was he was very excited and, and, and very agitated, right? And, um, I mean, she tells the story brilliantly. She kind of claims that as she was turning the card, she worked out what was going on. Uh, Okay, whatever. But through the course of reading the tarot and talking to this guy, oh, that was it. So she turns over a card and it's a man with a dagger. I don't know what card that is. 03444991000. And she looks at this guy and this guy starts shaking. And he says, I stabbed him. (laughs) and she goes and she said and i said to him i know you did where's the body and the bloke was shaking he went back in the flat (laughs) (laughs) it's brilliant it's brilliant and it's a true story it's this woman telling her story oh it's amazing and it is proper for me, right, good radio, good phone-in radio, is people telling is stories, people telling their stories and sharing their stories, and this is just perfect, perfect stories. I won't tell you the rest of the story because I go to the BBC iPlayer. I know it's another radio station, blah blah blah. Who cares? It's so good, it's so good, it's art. I don't know if the, if this series are up on iTunes or or, or not, but um, it's shortcuts, Josie Long, and this last episode, and there was. Um, Oh, then there was a sound collage at the end, which was good. I wasn't so keen on that, but it was good. And I can't remember what the story in the middle was. They normally have three stories. Oh, and it's absolutely brilliant. But if she ever responds, she said she'd come on the show. She said, DM me. Let's sort it out. So I DM'd her. Nothing. I DM Matt Lucas this week. I get a response. I DM Josie. I get nothing. I don't know. 344 Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll take calls straight to air for the last hour of the show. But if you want to call up now for us to call you back, then um, then do it. Honestly, I cannot recommend that program um, uh, enough. It's absolutely brilliant. Oh, there we go. There's Mister Tumble with a picture of a fag, and um, and my sister saying it reminds me, reminds me of when Donald McIntyre went into hiding. Remember Donald McIntyre? Didn't he go on? He was like um like it like ITV's sort of undercover reporter. The only Donald McIntyre programme I remember was he was talking about crime on council estates, right? And it was <laughs> it was him. He's like he's a white guy. And it was him on a council estate at like three o'clock in the morning, right, with a secret camera on, basically going up to black lads and going, I've got a... He's Irish. I've, uh, I'm a bit lost. Can you tell me where the train station is? By the way, I've got a laptop in my bag. It was, honestly, it was that. It was pretty much that blatant, right? And there's one bit. There's one bit. It's so funny. It's this one black lad. It's about 3 o'clock in the morning. And it's literally, he's going... Yeah, I'm. I'm a bit lost. I'm trying to find the train station, and I've got this laptop, and I'm really worried. And the black guy's going, "Well, there's no train station around here. You, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be careful." He said, "Yeah," and it goes on for about five minutes of him with this this, this young lad going, oh, "I've got this laptop in this bag here. I'm just going to put this bag on this wall here with the laptop, and I'm really lost." And you could see the young lad thinking, "I don't really, I don't really." And it went on for ages, and in the end, he went. Oh, I'm going to have it, and he took it and he ran. But I mean, Donald basically had to put it down and take ten steps back and go. There's my my laptop. Anyway, I'm really lost. Oh, it was it was um he was always a bit ropey. I thought Donald McIntyre. Anyway, my sister's saying reminds me of when Donald McIntyre went into hiding. He was always outside the BBC having a fag. Yeah, that would explain it. That would explain it. Um, are there any um? Because Donald McIntyre was like a poor man's... um What was his name? Robin Cook. Roger Cook. Roger Cook. Roger Cook, wasn't it? Roger Cook. Is Roger Cook dead now? Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? They got to him in the end, probably. They got to him in... Roger Cook and Robin Cook, both dead. Isn't that coincidence? Robin Cook died... Didn't he die in mysterious circumstances? I say mysterious. Hadn't he voted against Iraq... This is how I remember Robin Cook, right? G- g- ginger gentleman, wasn't he? And he had an affair. And he voted against Iraq. And then he went hill climbing. And he died. like Just like hill walking. It wasn't even climbing. And he died hill walking. And everyone went, well, that's weird, because he used to do it quite a lot, and he was really fit, and he'd just come out and voted against Iraq. Suspicious. And, and yet Blair wants to make... Um, a comeback to politics. Now, I'm not saying anything to do with Robin Cook's death. I'm not saying that at all for legal reasons, but... You know what I'm saying? Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. For the last hour of the show... We shall take your calls straight to air. How's about
0: them apples? Across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk radio. Radio. Give it some lip.
2: Talk radio. Okay, we're getting unconfirmed reports that Roger Cook isn't dead. And he may actually be alive in New Zealand. I've asked my sister to pop round and knock on his door. And see if we can talk to him. Wouldn't that be amazing? Late night,
1: Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
14: Lightning sounds pretty frightening But you know the chances are so small Stuck by a beast Nothing but a bee thing Better chance you're gonna buy it at the mall But it's a 23 or 4 to 1 That you can fall in love by the end of this song So get up, get up Tell the book you put a bet I'm not a damn thing will go wrong The odds are that way. hit by the a-train crashed in an airplane i wouldn't recommend either one killed by a great white or a meteorite i guess there ain't a way to go that's fun but somewhere in the world someone is gonna fall in love by the end of this song so get up get up no one's never gonna let them so you might as well sing along the altar that we you know the chances are so small hit by the a-train crashed in an airplane better chance you're gonna buy it at the mall but it's a 23 or 4 to 1 that you can fall in love by the end of this song so get up get up no i'm never gonna let up so you might as well sing along the odds are that we will probably
2: Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We uh, we don't call you back in the last hour of the show on a Friday. Calls straight to air. You can call in about um, anything. You want Catherine? Why don't you come in and um, take a load off, guys? Hey! Whoa! Whoa! Hey! I will be the decider of, um... I will be the decider of, uh, <laughs> I like it when um, Scott tweets vaguely <laughs> libellous stuff um vaguely yeah, and then deletes it, and I've grabbed a screen grab of Excellent. it before before he could i'm just gonna just gonna send that to him on WhatsApp just so he knows i've um I've got one over oh, on him there we go that's that so uh, there we go here we go indeed 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number. have you heard that short s- circuit shortcuts No. oh listen to it, it's brilliant the one about the the tarot card reader
15: ok I'll have a listen
2: oh, no, oh it's brilliant, it's brilliant I'm not even giving away the best bit of that story okay. I've stabbed him I know you have where's the body it's in the flat,
15: Yay! Yay! it's a true
2: story, it's true,
15: yeah. Tarot card reading. Wasn't oh, no, that?
2: no, no what, the, listen. Whether you buy the tarot card or not, right? Um, whether you buy the tarot card or not, it, it, it I think that adds a certain charm to it. I don't buy the tarot card thing. She's what, what's beautiful about it is she's convinced, yeah. she's absolutely convinced. Um, and um, but and she tells the story just fantastically. You don't have to worry about the tarot card thing itself, um, it's just. It's just deliciously told and and edited superbly with just this ambient little bit of music going on in the background. Um, It's a delight. Oh, now, we were talking... uh, I don't know why we were talking about percentages earlier on, but there was something about percentages, and it seems to be a vaguely recurring theme in the the show this evening. Um, The newspaper is... um, Confused. Britain's most uh, hateful newspaper, the Daily Mail, by the way, which was um, was justifying the terrorist murder of Joe Cox the other day. But uh, but that's enough. And uh, what's that? What's that woman's name? Louise Minch. Mench. Mench. She um, thinks it was an unfair trial. <laughs> but, but, but but those guys are great. Those guys are great fun. Those 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 um, those those nasty idiots in the Daily Mail and and Louise Mench. Those, those guys are great fun. Those guys are great fun. Yeah, maybe that guy did have a good reason for killing Joe Cox. Daily Mail. Maybe you're absolutely right to run with that story. Hey, this story where we're suggesting that the the terrorist um, racist that killed Joe Cox, where we're suggesting that that maybe it was partly Joe Cox's fault because he was worried that his house was going to be taken by immigrants and she wouldn't help him. Anyone got a problem with that? No? Okay, it's going in the paper. Actually, went in the paper. Unbelievable. Yeah, it probably was partly her fault. You idiots. You absolute scumbags, anyway, this story is in the mail, and this is, this is a, this is the fun side of this is the Daily Mail I like um, the fun side of the daily Mail mm-hmm. not, 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 not the obnoxious right wing racism that they normally doubt the, the fun side and the Daily Mail is surprised to hear that um, films that say they 're based on a true story are mostly made up they 're right. surprised by that <laughs> they 're surprised everyone knows that when you say based on a true story, you know that that 's hogwash.
15: Also, based on a true story doesn't mean doesn't it mean is anything. a true story. doesn't mean
2: anything. doesn't mean anything. The best one is Fargo, where it says based on a true story, and it's not. Mm. They just... Um, the, 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 they initially put the film out without that, and then they put that at the beginning to see what the reaction was, and, and people loved it all the oh. more. So... A, but here we go. Blockbuster by... by now I know I... I want to say biopics, but it's biopics. No, I, I want to say. Well, I
15: don't know because I started saying biopics because you were saying that. Maybe I always thought it was biopics. Cause... Maybe
2: it is biopics because it's biography pictures. Yeah. Biopics are up to fifty-eight percent fiction. Study reveals. Jeez. Well, you don't say. This is from the Mail Foreign Service.
15: What does that mean? You think they'd frown upon that? What does that
2: even mean? We watch them expecting to see real-life events portrayed reasonably faithfully. It's not it, a documentary. If you're an idiot, you do. If you're an idiot that thinks Joe Cox is partly responsible for her murder, if you're, if you're one of those stupid, thick, right-wing idiots, then yes. When you watch a film and it says based on a true story, you expect it to be 100% true, you utter idiots at the Daily Mail. Mail Foreign Service. But most films that claim to be based on a true story contain large amounts of artistic licence, as study reveals. No, really? For some of these non-fiction movies, are as little as 40% based on facts. Who worked out the stats? In many... Entire scenes and plot lines were fabricated just to make the story look better. Here's the thing, right? You know films that are based on real events, right? Well, how would they know what, what the king said to the queen in bed? How would they know what... You, the whole thing... No one was there writing down... The, oh, he said that. That would be good. and We'll write that down. Worth or, the, or my diary. This is exactly what happened to... No, idiots. Of course, loads of it's made up. Utter bellends at the Daily Mail. Analysis of fourteen recent hit films found that the worst offender was *The Imitation Game*, the story of <laughs> Second World War Enigma codebreaker yes, Alan Turing.
15: Because those people didn't talk.
2: I'm I'm reading um, I'm reading homophobic bias in this, because he because he of course was famously gay, yeah. famously um, when it was
15: illegal to be.
2: What happened? Because he got found out for being gay in like the fifties, yeah, didn't yeah, he? What happened he to him? Got, he
15: uh, he had a watch pinched, and so he reported this theft, and happened to mention that he had a young friend staying.
2: Yeah. Because did he, he get forgot... sterilised?
15: I think or something yeah, happened, didn't yeah, I think it? They. I think and
2: they then did he k- did he kill himself? Well, well, did he? Did he? Well, I won't be watching the film to find out because only forty-one point four percent of it is is true. That means a whopping 58% of it is made up! It's only 41.4% true, according to Information is Beautiful, a data blog run by British journalist David McCandles. The 2014 film, which starred Benedict Cumberbatch as Turing... Just rips the historical record to shreds. The study found. The King's Speech, the 2010 Oscar winner with Colin Firth, which was produced by my school bully, and The Social Network, the US drama about the Facebook website, were each around one quarter fiction. It added, "This is outrageous."
15: Just a quarter. <laughs>
2: McCandles, I like this guy. Compared the plots. God, although he, he probably should get alive. McCandles, that's a strange name, and I'm never going to tire of saying it. Say it again. McCandles. Isn't that a sketch by the two Ronnie's? I want four McCandles. No. McCandles. <laughs> compared the plots of each movie with memoirs and biographies of the person it was based on to see how true they are. He says that in The Imitation Game, Turing would never have sneaked decrypted Nazi messages out of Bletchley Park in his socks to discuss them with his fiancée Joan, played by Kira Knightley. And also, in real life, she wasn't played by Kira Knightley. She was actually a woman called Joan. A scene near the end in which Turing's colleagues threaten to resign if he act it simply never happened. The scene where Turing tells Jones she has to leave Bletchley Park, that was made up too. And she did not slap him as they argued. <laughs> now how does he how know how, how know? does McCandles know they did didn't? Didn't write consent. it in the diary. Right. And
15: you would, of course, probably do a picture.
2: This now this is a quote from McCandles, who's kind of he's if he's pulled away the curtain, but he, he's, explaining what you, he's explaining what you see behind the curtain. I how much of The Wizard of Oz is true. He doesn't it say. Quote, shoehorning the incredible complexity of the Enigma machine and cryptography in general was never going to be easy, admits Candles. McCandles. That's what he says on it. The King's Speech, starring uh, Colin Firth, had some nips and tucks. Fictitious scenes include one at the end when Winston Churchill congratulates George on finally getting his speech right. Okay, well they've got so, the Imitation Game, and it's some they sum up the they sum up the films in the line. Alan Turing cracks Nazi codes. Uh, only forty one point four percent of that is true. Well oh, I think we do. We take a call and then we'll play top trumps with this bullshine top trumps. Okay. Yes, line one.
5: You know what? What? Cold chicks hang not.
2: What? What did he say? I oh, no idea. Cold, ch- cold chicks hang up. They are. A a shame, then. Yeah. It.
1: Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you
2: talk. Right. So you have to tell me oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, call straight to it. Um I don't even know a lot of these films, actually. You have to tell me um, which one, I'm going to say two films. There's only twelve. I'm going to say two of them, or is it fourteen? 14. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, okay. But I don't really, I don't really know the films. But you have to tell me which of these is more made up, and which is more true.
15: <laughs> oh right. Okay. True <laughs> or falser?
2: So which of these is more truer than the others? And actually, all of these films have got quite high stats for truthfulness. And the percentage is the truth. OK. The Wolf of, Wol- the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I've seen it. Wild excesses at finance firm. Mm-hmm. Is that more made up or less made up than the Dallas Buyers Club? AIDS patients seek new drugs.
15: Um, more made up.
2: Now I can't remember what these numbers mean. Um, so the lower the number, the higher the made up. Because I'm bit.
15: reckoning, right? Yeah. It was based on someone's autobiography, wasn't it? The Which uh, Wolf for Wall Street. Right. So you're right. saying that's more and made was, up. And he was a massive chancer. And well, no, you can't. You can So it's probably like boasting. We're not bringing so it so it into the, made up.
2: We're not bringing into the equation whether or not he was telling the truth. Yeah. You can't. You can't put this down to coke fantasy. So okay. you're saying it's more mid you're wrong.
15: Oh.
2: The um, Wolf of Wall Street is 74.6% true, whereas the Dallas Buyers Club is, is only 61.4% true. Well... Here's one. Go on.
15: Well, you say it's more true or less true, or yep. truer or less truer. Yeah. But, no, it just means that there is documentary evidence supporting the case. Oh,
2: shut up! But anyway, go on. So, we, so we start with um, the... Dallas Buyers Club. Is that more true or less true than Philomena?
15: Oh. So it's AIDS
2: patients seek new drugs versus mother forced to give up son. Right. Which of those is more true or less well, true?
15: Philomena was written by a proper
2: journalist, so. Well, no, you're not. You don't understand the game. The game isn't about the source material that it came from, the game is about. The film. You're as dumb as the male foreign service here. The, the, the
15: question is the film, not the You'd book. You have to get personal about it, man. I'm just trying to play your stupid game. Less true. Which one? Don't care. Well, oh, well, come
2: on, care. Yeah, that's... um. What do the numbers mean? So the, the, the higher the number, the more true it is. Yeah, that's less true. Good. So, Philomena... Is more true. Is it more true or less true than Spotlight church sex abuse exposed so it's mother forced to give up son versus church sex abuse exposed which one is more true spotlight yeah spotlight's well true 81.6 percent here we go now we're getting into um some serious we're getting into the serious stuff now is spotlight church sex abuse exposed more true or less true Than 12 years a slave, kidnap man's plantation ordeal.
15: Right, well, it's more
2: true. What you're saying is spotlight is. Spotlight's more true. Racist. 12 years a slave is more true. No. Uh, Yes, it is. Uh, At 88.1%. Why do you say it's not true?
15: Because it's well old and like the source material will be all like like raggedy and that. That's
2: racist. You can't call them raggedy. Oh. An 88.1% rating was given to 12 Years a Slave, directed by British filmmaker Steve McQueen. Anyone else think he should be made to change his name? Because every time they talk about a Steve McQueen film, I think, I've not seen, oh, that guy. That's not, that's, that's cashing in on, on the big man's name. Um, it's based on the memoir of Solomon Northup, a free man who became a slave in the 1850s. Yeah. The study said, while there was a touch of dramatic license, the most gut-wrenching scenes really happened. That's if we can believe this Solomon Northup character. Um, All right, let's do another one. So we've got 12 Years a Slave. Is that more true or less true? Mm -hmm. Than Captain Phillips, ship hijacked by pirates. Which one is more true Left less true?
15: I think uh, the slave one's more true.
2: Yeah, you're right, it's more true. Captain Phillips, the 2013 thriller starring Hanks as the captain of a container ship taken by Somali pirates was 81.4% true. However, there were a few falsities like the moment Hanks asked the pirates to shoot him instead of his crew. Well, Hanks wasn't on the boat. No. Okay, and we're having a lot of fun here. So um, we've got Captain Phillips, ship hijacked by pirates, versus Selma, Martin Luther King leads civil rights march in the 1960s. Which is more true.
15: Well, I know he did that. Yep. I'm going to go Martin Luther King.
2: Yeah, it's 100%
15: true. 100% true! Is it because it's a documentary? No. You
2: can't... Ha- so, so, every word that was spoken in that film was actually said by... this. Selma. The only film rated 100% true was Selma about a US civil rights march in Alabama in 1965. The study found merely <laughs> minor issues where events could not be verified as happening. You well, can't say it's 100% true. That's a nonsense. Well, Yes, line one. Got a little boom in my big truck. Gonna open up the
5: door and turn it up. Gonna stomp my boots in the Georgia mud. Gonna watch you make me fall in the. Get up on the hood of my daddy's cracker. Up on the two box. It don't matter. The cake, girl, I tea, wait watch you the and the the break, The next, song. Come on, come on, come, yeah, come on, on. Come on, on, come on, on, come on girl, Yeah. On the the down, the For the, catfish, mm. down, the, gris, for the Yeah.
10: This is
2: proper country take music. It me, girl. girl. It me, girl. Thank you, Lion. Proper country. That reminds me. Um, in both the hairdressers, where I, you know I've been seeing another hairdresser, yeah, and I I think he's done a good job. I think well, well worth saving. He's done a really good job. Populated by white people, the hairdressers. It's important for a reason. Wouldn't normally comment, but there were all white men in there. And he, okay, here's a question: What do the new hairdressers I go to now, populated by young white men? and the fat burn class that i did today what do they have in common oh this is a good one this and and just just for just, just to, to paint the picture um the, the fat burn class there were four people taking the class i was the only man the others were
15: women oh good i'm glad you said that cuz i thought i was going to say beards
2: no and the young man taking the class, um, who looked a little bit bored, I'll be honest, was um, I believe an Asian gentleman. It's it's important you'll you'll, you'll see why.
15: Both of them had.
2: Uh... Go on.
15: I don't know. I mean, you've suggested all kinds of things without saying it.
2: I'll I'll, I'll touch. <laughs> dumped it. Wow. All of them. N word this. N word that, N word here, N the, word there. In the fat burning class. The fat burning class. You, see, you guys all right with hip hop? I went, yeah, sure, love it. With an N word here and an N word there. Here and N, there and N, then, then, and, then, 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 and everywhere an M words. Honestly, I couldn't believe. I didn't know where to look. I don't think you're allowed to play that stuff. No, it was all over, and it was, and it was like, I've got, um, I've got N words in the graveyard, N words in the state. I'm an M word. I got M words. In... I couldn't believe it! it, and I was, I was thinking, oh, blimey, it was. And the hairdressers, M word, M word, M word. They weren't saying it with respect to them, but they were playing it. M word. I'm an M word. You're an M word. And then the the, the class said, I got M words in the graveyard. I got M words in the states. you should have stage. suggested.
15: To them was if you like this kind of music and hey, I'm not judging.
2: No, nope.
15: play some Will Smith instead. He never uses that word.
2: Yeah, the, it was. It made me feel. um Or
15: Betty Boo. She never says that word. No,
2: there's no need. M word, M word, M word.
15: It was. It was outrage. It was like it was going out of has fa- Gone out of
2: fashion. It's literally gone out of fashion. And they were everywhere with it. And I,
15: I. Do you think they were doing it to provoke?
2: The singers? Oh, I don't know what the... I don't know the... Inter- well, I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, the the word will... You know the word will... cut That word will come back round again and we'll be able to say yeah, it Yeah, but again. it's
15: not our decision as to when that happens and I say oh. ours as being white, white oh, people. Oh, shut
2: up. Come, it's all... It's... Oh, no, 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 no. It's two syllables. It's a word.
15: Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's no. too... It's too loaded. No. Yes, it is. I don't
2: buy into that. I don't buy into that. Yeah,
15: but you wouldn't say it.
2: Um... Well I just recorded myself saying it when I dumped it and I've sent it to my friend so I would say it I don't you wouldn't use it in common
15: parlance though you know it's a loaded word
2: Well it is a loaded word but that's not my responsibility That's not my that's not my fault I don't agree with I don't agree um the word I don't agree that there are words some words that we shouldn't no, say No there are
15: some words that you wouldn't say out because it's like you wouldn't call you wouldn't call me some words.
2: I call you most words. I've called you most words.
15: I, I have. All right. If you were trying to be nice, you wouldn't call me most words. I
2: mean, I'm not going to go up to a group of black people exactly. and,
15: and well. So you know that it's a special word. Then
2: have you ever seen um um uh Nathan Barley No. It's good. Written by Charlie Brooker and Chris Morris. It's good fella in that says it all the time he says hello me m words
15: is he supposed to be an idiot yeah well then there you go
2: yeah but i don't buy into this thing that um maybe i'm alt right i think i'm all right does all right come from control alt return
15: i think it's just because they can't spell alternative
2: um no i don't think that words i don't i don't buy into the words having power
15: okay so you don't mind if your kids say them then
2: Oh my! Oh, there was. We were watching. Um, the boys really like the um, Fantastic Four films. I've discovered they're a little bit t- from ten years ago. They made a Fantastic Four film last year, but they made it all like sexy and stuff. What did they do? No one told me. Anyway, so we were watching the Fantastic Four films, and there was a bit in it today where Doctor Doom is is having a fight with. Um, no, where the Flame is having a fight with the Silver Surfer, right? And he gets not sent back to Earth and he kind of almost dies and stuff. And he goes, holy crap. And the boys went, holy crackle. I said, what? <laughs> he just said, holy crackle. And I went, yeah, he did. He said, holy crackle. That's exactly what he said. Yes, Lime one. Yeah, hi, Ian. Hi. Hello. Hello.
6: Um, you were talking about films earlier not being true.
2: Yes, apparently they're not.
6: Yeah, I know one that's 100% true. Definite 100%. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, have you heard of um Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? No, what's that about? It's about a car that can fly. Mm. And have... I actually saw the real car in Beauty Motor Museum. And was it flying?
2: It was um, hovering. Wow. Um... And it's, and it's, it's well, is it a documentary? What, what was it called again? Chitty, Chitty Bang Bang. All right, I'll have to look that up over the weekend, that sounds great. Yeah, I think I'll like it. Because they have developed flying cars, haven't they, in Japan and parts of America? And, yeah, they and, have, And, on, yes, and on some farms run by eccentric inventors, so um, there's no reason I should doubt that. No,
6: that's evidence, isn't it?
2: Thank you, Carla, I appreciate that. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, it sounds good. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless.
6: Hello, Ian. Hello, line two. Do you not think it's a bit bad practice talking about your new haircut when you're out broadcasting it on Periscope?
2: (laughs) Um, It's a little bit selfish of me. Let's just say those guys did a good job. I think I'll be going back.
6: All right, so check whether you were broadcasting. It did get mad beard envy as well.
2: So I'm going to do is I'm going to take a picture and I've got your details. And I'm going to WhatsApp you immediately after the show. I'm not.
1: Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. <sighs> oh, 0344 499 four, four,
2: 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh! Worst... Genuinely, this is a bad story, right? Worst story of the day. And I, I've been fascinated by this story because it's so horrific. The guy that, um... His car wouldn't slow down. Did you hear about this? No. Oh, God, it's awful. I mean, it's genuinely awful. Um, this guy phones up... Oh, well, I re- let me read you the story. A company director dialled 999, claiming his cruise control was stuck open... <gasps> as he hurtled along a motorway at 120 miles per hour, an inquest heard.
15: Oh, my God. In a
2: terrifying eight-minute call, which they played at the inquest, Korshul Gandhi told emergency services his car was speeding out of control down the M40. This is horrific. I mean, really upsetting, but fascinating. I've had
15: nightmares like this.
2: The harrowing call was played at his inquest. Such a sad story. So sad. And the the... the, the the cut list, You listen to the slimy car, people. The harrowing call was played at his inquest, which heard how the 32-year-old struggled at the controls of his white Skoda Octavia as it reached 190 miles per hour before the final impact. <gasps> In the call, he said, It's not letting me stop. It shows 70 miles per hour, but I'm going much faster than this. This next bit is gross. The call ended as Mr. Gandhi's car ploughed into a stationary lorry, decapitating him.
5: Oh, my God.
2: Right awful right eight minutes he's on there right terrifying oh i mean just just such a sad story right but a coroner was told that the car's electronic systems failed to provide any evidence of vehicle defects evidence showed that the accelerator pedal was fully depressed five seconds before the crash and no braking was recorded now right so the car the the, the, the car people are going Well, well, no, the the computer doesn't show any of that and it shows that he had accelerated and he didn't press the brake. Now, not in any way comparing the two things, but remember when we worked at the BBC and we got a new studio Mm. that kept crashing? Yeah. Right? And it it kept crashing and we were doing a show one Saturday, and it just kept crashing and it was a nightmare. I did not use crashing, perhaps I should use a different word, but it kept breaking down. And there was a technical expert there who came in on Monday and said, well, I've checked the computer log, and it shows that nothing was wrong. And I said, well, it was wrong because it wasn't working. Well, the log said it wasn't wrong. The log said everything worked perfectly. And I said, well, could you not for a second consider the possibility that the studio was working so badly that the log didn't work? That not only was the studio going wrong... That the log was going, on. and this guy couldn't no. get, comprehend that as a possibility. Right? Surely that's a possibility here that this, the computer system was so screwed up that it wasn't recording accurately the accelerator pressing and the brake. And
15: isn't it pressing. highly, highly unlikely that someone would have an eight-minute phone call, yeah, pleading for help if they were doing that themselves?
2: It's such a sad story. The inquest in Beaconsfield, Buckinghamshire, heard that the motorist told police his car was driving itself as it reached 119 miles per hour two seconds before the collision. It happened shortly after 3am on February the 2nd while the yes. lorry was parked in a lay-by for the night. It then goes into details of, of, of the, the crash, and, you know, I, I think we've heard enough, so we don't need to read that. Um, on the phone he's saying my car is not coming out of the cruise control I've just passed the exit of the M40 towards Thou oh God I know that very well it's not letting me stop the speedometer shows 70 but I think I'm going much faster the Thames Valley police call handler said can you try to control the car's speed using your gears I'm trying it is not stopping at neutral said Mr Gandhi before a faint beep could be heard as he tried turning off his engine by pressing the start stop button <sighs> I've kept pressing the button, but all it makes is a noise, he said. My speed is increasing. I think what has happened was I tried to change the mode on the car because I was on the sports mode. I pressed the button to come onto to the normal mode. Oh, it's, it's too upsetting to read all of it. Um, the call taker was then heard asking if he tried pulling on the handbrake. I haven't tried it because at this speed I'm not sure what will happen. I'm in the middle lane. Do you want me to try the handbrake? The call handler got no response to a question and then the crash happened. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, Martin Clatworthy, a vehicle data examiner for Volkswagen, the maker of the Skoda, said there is no indication that there was any error or problem with any of the electronic systems of the car in the five seconds leading up to the collision. But senior coroner Crispin Butler um, ruled out the suggestion that um, uh, Mr. Gandhi had committed suicide. Wow, and then listen to this, listen to this. This is cold, man. The last paragraph. A spokesman for Skoda said, This case has been fully investigated by the police alongside our technical experts and the information available does not indicate a technical defect of the vehicle was involved. Our sympathies go to Mr Gandhi's family. Isn't that cold? Now obviously, they can't come out and say, "Yeah, it's probably our fault because then that instantly you know th- there's millions of pounds you have to pay a huge payout to the family, you'd have to recall all of these cars
15: also that would be another scandal, yeah, in a year it's not been great for them already but
2: what what are they
15: what, what are they, but
2: what are they thinking what what are they thinking what th- it, it, it's, I just I, I heard this story on the in the on the radio earlier on today, and I just thought, flipping it, that poor bloke, and those poor people in the courtroom that would have to listen to that yeah. as well. And you just think, God, that, how terrifying for him it must have been. And then the barefaced cheek of, of Skoda to say, "Not our fault," the computer, <laughs> the computer well, says, it, no, that couched, nothing happened." It's couched
15: in legal
0: yeah.
2: terms,
15: isn't it? Isn't there it? is nothing to say that that happened.
2: His name was Kaushal Gandhi. And uh, he lived in, um, where did he live? He lived in Harrow in West London. Sad, that. It's terrible. Really sad. Um, 0344 499 We'll take a break. Calls after this.
0: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night.
2: Late night,
1: Ian Lee on Talk
0: Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: Um, let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Ah, I meant to play this earlier on.
10: Mrs Brady died today. Florence
2: Henderson. 82, I think, which is, you know, it's, it's not bad going. I used to love The Brady Bunch. There's a brilliant film, The Brady Bunch Movie, which is
10: early mid 90s And it's kind of a spoof
2: of the Brady Bunch. It's the Brady Bunch from the 70s but set in the 90s. have seen it? Yeah, I quite like it. It's, good. it's, 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 it's quite good fun. The, for my That's the way we all became the
10: Brady Bunch.
2: Yeah, thank you. I meant to play that. So the Brady Bunch, right, was this brilliant sitcom. And um, it ran for, I don't know, I think four or five years, right? And then it finished. And then I tweeted this the other day, so I'm I, I kind of I'm partly the curse. Um, and then in the 80s, they made like a few Brady Bunch reunion movies, right, where it's the original family. And then they made this kind of, this postmodern Brady Bunch scene, I guess, in about 19... I'm, I'm trying to work out, because Davy Jones is in it. I'm trying to work out by the length of his mullet. It's about 1993. Three, I think, um, and it's like the Brady Bunch from the seventies, but they're they're in the nineties and they're out of place. It's brilliant. It's really funny. And really clever. But once the Brady Bunch series finished, um, they gave them two series or two seasons. They gave them a variety show. Right. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing. So it's the Brady Bunch, but they're still a family, but they're hosting a variety show and it's got a fake Jan. It's a different Jan in it, and th- they they come out. And they they sing songs. It's um, let me just. Uh, I mean the, the Brady Bunch variety hour. Is it the Brady Bunch Variety hour? Is it hour? It's the weirdest um... Here we go. This is them doing something called Disco Medley. This is the Brady Bunch family. Well, we're ready to do the introduction to the finale. Where are the uh, kids?
10: They're not coming out for this one, honey. We're going to do this by ourselves. We always do this with the kids. Well, the kids are going to be singing and dancing disco songs and they didn't figure they'd have enough energy for the introduction, too.
1: Oh, Wait a minute. Aren't we going to dance and sing? Well, sure. What makes the kids think we've got the energy to do this introduction? <laughs>
0: Isn't it weird? If we
10: can have six of them, there's just no end to our energy. They think we're bionic.
0: (laughs) Maybe they're right.
10: Maybe they're wrong.
2: Isn't it though? And then the Brady Bunch kids come out and sing. They don't sing very well.
15: The dancing as well is a little bit... uh...
10: It's
2: fake Jan, she's not the real Jan. It's just the weirdest...
15: What was going so on? So, the idea is that they're a family band, right? Because they were popular back then. Yeah. So, they're not really family. No. They're just a bunch of actors.
2: Yeah, pretending to be a family that have got a variety show. It might just work. F- I'm fascinated by that. Absolutely. I-, I could sit and watch that all day. Um, line one, you're on the wireless. She gets a
15: white man to do a black man's job. She's it's racist, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's true, it's true. If you get a white man to do a black man's job, that's racist. What's that from?
15: That was when we were talking about whether it was okay for a, a white actor to black up.
2: Yeah, it is. No. White chicks.
15: Cause... Right. That's the Wayans yeah, that's, Brothers. That's turning an old conceit on its head, isn't it? Oh, come on. It's rubbish anyway.
2: Oh, come on. I tell you what, do you remember the film Soul Man? No. It was, um... A white guy um, who wants to get into college, but he can only get into college if he blacks up. Oh God! Um, because he's quite good at basketball, and he gets like a basketball scholarship. I think nineteen eighty-seven. I'm gonna say Soul Man. Do you do you not remember that? No. It was um, that was a big. That was a big movie, really big movie. Uh, and um, nineteen eighty-six. It was. Um,
15: the thing is, though, you get. A white actor to—I mean, they don't do it so much anymore, unless it's part of the thing.
2: Here we go. Who's the trailer for it? There
15: if, are enough good black actors. You don't need to do it.
2: No, but this is this is this is, this is Harvard
15: this is. Law School. Yeah.
2: White, yeah! white, 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 white. Tuition and
1: fees:
10: ten thousand four hundred and
2: ninety-three
11: dollars. can it, right? Harvard Law School. This is a big day for all
6: of us. That's why I've decided to let you pay your own way. Estimated annual living expenses. You ever applied for a loan before? $7,500.
14: Mr. Watson, you don't pay your bills.
4: Get out.
8: Total
10: for three years of law school.
14: Wait a second, look at this. Full tuition for the most qualified applicant, most qualified black applicant. $53,979. Don't you think you're overreacting? No.
4: Congratulations, Mr. Watson. Thank you, sir. <laughs> be my
14: best. Oh wow! She's played up.
8: Would do anything ah. to get into Harvard?
14: Oh. It's gonna be great. These
10: are the '80s, man. It's the Cosby decade.
8: Oh, For Mark Watson, all it took was a little
14: soul. I'd like you to meet my good friend right. Kareem Abdul Ali. So we got Washington here on the coin toss, so he'll take Leon. That's Watson. Right. Sorry, Marcus. Yeah, there may be a problem here. Your roommate was a what? Black Negro. A
10: black Negro? You know, there's something really strange about you, and I don't know what it is.
14: Oh God, is she beautiful? You gotta believe me.
12: You must have learned a great deal more than you are calling
14: for. Tell him why. Don't tell her you're white. What's going on? Can we blame him for the color of his skin? Mom, Dad, I'm black. <laughs> no, you're crazy. Mark Watson. Come on now. From the producer of Risky Business. Soul Man, he didn't give up, he got
3: down. What? You
2: really
10: hate
3: the Beach Boys
10: now?
15: (laughs) (laughs) He didn't give up,
2: he got down.
15: Wow. What you didn't see, because it's the radio, was him doing impersonations of Stevie Wonder, Prince.
2: Absolutely. I'm going to tweet that. If you want to see that trail, it really is. It's up there with the Cosby Show um, porn (laughs) version. Um so man that is um, He didn't give up. He got down <laughs> <laughs> Hang on He didn't give up He got down <laughs> some of that. Uh let's go to line one. One you're on the wireless. It's time
5: at the time. It's time of the time.
2: I can't hear what well that is, but thank you very much indeed. It's appreciated. Let's try line uh, line two. You're on the wireless. Silly, silly sausage. Hello. Come on. Silly right sausage. What's this? With me. Shake
10: me. Stretch
2: me. Cool. You're out of room. Chipolata turbo. Silly sausage.
15: Right. It's a new game. Yeah. It looks like a big red. sounds fun. Yeah. It's. It looks like a big red sausage. Yeah. It's like bop it. Yeah. But it makes demands like that: twist it, dip it, pass it, and then it goes. Oh, from like the high... film
2: Sausage Party, is it? Is it rude? No, is it rude? no,
15: no, but it sounds rude, but it's not. It's oh. on sale, a general sale for children.
2: Oh. Well. Uh, yes, line one. Hello there. I'm a
6: first time caller. My name's Justice. I'm 17 years old, and I'd like to challenge you to a rap battle.
2: I'm in. Are you challenging me or Kath?
6: You know what, I just do this when I'm nervous. My name's not Justice, I'm, my name's Justin. I'm 42 years old. Oh. And, um, I, I don't know why I do this rap battle thing.
2: It's just nerves, is it, that makes, <sighs> it makes the, the, the rap battle? Is, thing. Take yeah. a deep breath, Justin. Justice? Justin? Oh,
6: I'm really... I'm really sorry.
2: You should be. I mean, you, you've embarrassed yourself, but but, but, but <sighs> it's not your fault if you're nervous, Tick. <sighs> do you want to have a little lie down?
6: I'm actually lying down as we speak.
2: Maybe you should have a stand up.
6: <sighs> oh. Just give me a minute. Well, um, yeah. all right. Um, yeah, I think I'll call again on Monday.
2: Okay, so, so the rap battle's I've, I've, not I've happening
6: had time then. i to think about it.
2: The rap battle's not going to happen then, is it?
6: <sighs> I haven't had a rap battle since I was 37. I think I'm a bit out of out of sorts. Okay, so so uh, so unless I'm... you got uh, unless she got any fat baits on tap.
2: So I'm I I've got fat beats coming out of my ass.
6: Ooh, go on then. I'll give it a try. Right, uh,
2: let me get some let me get some fat beats. Hang on a second. There we go. Fat beats. Oh, I'm gone.
6: Grandad. I'm
2: oh, I'm oh, granddad Let me show you how oh, What's 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 happened to your granddad?
6: I'm not supposed to be on the phone this late.
2: I'll have to call back. So, oh. okay. He's bottling out of... Fat um... <laughs> beats. Yeah. Save yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on... on. We'll have that in there. Nice fat beats. Um, 03444991000. What did you get for uh, Black Friday?
15: Didn't buy anything. Because um, I don't call it Black Friday. I call it Friday. Okay. And uh, don't really believe in it.
2: Well, that's um, a little bit disappointing. What did you get? Um, Soul Man on DVD. <laughs> Probably can't make that joke. Well, you did. Well, these things happen.
15: No, I don't. No, I don't like it. I don't like all these people telling me I'm supposed to buy stuff just because it's that a special day. Silly, isn't it? It's yeah. Not want to buy stuff or buy stuff.
2: Um, Costa called us fatty fat. Oh, I saw that. Humiliated at coffee shops. Scroll on receipt. A couple were humiliated after a costa worker wrote fatty fat on their coffee well, receipt.
15: They didn't just write fatty fat, did so they? Do they still do that thing
2: in Starbucks or they take your name? Because I always call myself Dick. Because I hate that. What's your name? Just, just, no other shop where you buy things do so they ask what your name is so they can write it so and go, Dick! 15 Stone Sherry White had ordered a latte and 13 Stone... Well, 13 Stone's nothing. 15 Stone's not that much. Uh, Robert had an Americano with full fat milk. They were stunned when they noticed the scrawled insult on their £5.25 pence bill. They confronted... Uh, just my nose. They confronted staff and were told it was an in-joke. Carpenter Robert... Who describes himself as medium or large? There's nothing on him. No. Said it was aimed at both of us. It's a blatant insult to a fat person. The person who picked up the receipt looked over at Sherry and laughed. It was them laughing at us. That's that's um that's not. But that's but order.
15: what they wrote and it wasn't fatty fat. It was fatty fat milk.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you you've you've got to be listen. You're having a gut me because I'm I'm gonna after this I'm gonna drive around shouting the n-word out of my car because I don't see a problem with words, but you're saying fatty fat is okay to write on a receipt about of, milk. Yeah. Oh come. I mean I don't oh, think the milk's gonna care. Come on. Sherry confronted them and said, "Can you tell me why this is on the receipt, please?" And the woman said, "Oh, it's just a joke between us." Sherry twenty-one said, "I feel I felt awful." Oh. It made me feel terrible about myself. You don't expect to see that on a bit of paper when you buy something. The couple from Southampton told how staff at the Winchester branch tried to grab back the receipt. No, 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 no. Me keep your receipt. Oh, sorry, this fire service person was sacked for using... uh, using um, bad language. Well, I, I, I think we're done here. I think we're done here. I think we're done. I mean, there's, we, we didn't talk about pigs or beards or Black Friday or the bent baguettes or um, the lottery or the Duke of Edinburgh. Well, they can Lord. read the
15: papers themselves.
2: Um, we didn't talk about Parky. Probably best we didn't talk about Parky because wow. I think I was about to um, not libel him but I was about to tell everyone that I think he's always been a crap interviewer. Mm. Now then, love, why don't you sit down and, and you just get yourself ready while I speak to Bob Hope. Now then, Bob, doesn't she got a cracking pair of boobs on it? <laughs> now, now then, I absolutely love Michael Bublé. Oh, Michael, oh, here comes Michael Bublé and Robbie Williams. Oh, Michael Bublé and Robbie Williams, one at both ends. What? Oh, yes, I'm in a, I'm in a... I mean, a singer sandwich with Michael Bublé and Robbie Williams. This is all Bukaki.
15: Wow, I really did miss that episode.
0: Talk Radio. Talk and entertainment across the nation. Talk Radio. Give it some lift.